Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Red Hot Comic Book Movie News. Defenders of the Earth. Defenders. The Weekly Planet. The Weekly Planet. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of The Weekly Planet, where we talk movies and comics and... Don't interrupt me, Mason. Friendship? TV shows. Friendship. No, don't. My name is James, Aww. also known as Mr. Sunday. With me, as always, my co-host, Nick Mason. I should have said interruptions. <laughs> yeah. That would have been very meta. What a meta start to the podcast. Well, it would have been, but it's yeah. not. It's just a normal you wanna, start. You want to go again? No. Yeah, no, I don't want to go You want to go again, mate? You want to go? <laughs> you want to go, bro? Mason, it's yes. such a big week for multiple things. Yes. And I'll tell you why. Why? We're going to do the news I just of the agreed, week. but I didn't know why, no, no, so I'm asking true. why. No, no, it's true. You need to listen to this, all right? Okay. So we're going to talk about the- I refuse. <laughs> the goings on Netflix. Oh, yeah. Uh, password sharing and the like. Mm. We're going to talk about- uh, the, the, Those cowards over at Netflix. Exactly. Yeah, we got them. We got them. We got them and we're ready. Mm. Uh, then we're going to talk a little bit about the real life squid game that Netflix are also making at the moment. Oh, Oh, and you're not going to believe this, oh, Mason. Game, yes. The real-life squid game that they're filming has turned into a real-life squid game, if oh you know what I mean. Uh, we're going to go through all the DCU stuff, which has oh, been announced. Probably hasn't been that much announced. It's, it's too many. I'm looking oh. at this and I'm like, this is a lot. But that's good. It's, it's exciting. Good content. It is actually. There's a yeah. lot of really interesting stuff here. And then a special guest is going to make their way into the show <laughs> later on. Yeah. Uh, Michelle, I hope they don't slither their way. I in. know. Typical of them, obviously. But uh, Michelle Brazier is coming by because we're going to talk about Fast and Furious, yeah, because uh, she's a massive fan of the franchise and a romp in general. Mm. Uh, and then, of course, a knock at the cabin. We all watched a knock at the cabin. The latest. So yeah, we're gonna get, we're gonna get all into that. So it's actually a big week. Huge week. It's actually a huge week. Also, uh, we we will talk about this later. But Michelle's got a number of things going on. Uh, two is going on. If you don't recognize her, <laughs> she's got so many things. She's going got too on. many things going yeah. on, which we'll get into. It made us feel inadequate, <laughs> so we just shouted at it. We pre-recorded it. We just. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. She's touring? She's touring. She's going to be various places. If you go to her website, which again I'll plug later, but michellebrager.com slash tour, uh, you might know her from Auntie Donna. You might know her from her Paramount stand-up special. You might know her from many things that she has been and continues to be in. But anyway, You might know her from real life. Yeah, you might know her. I mean, I don't. Yeah. I'll know her when she arrives. That's right. And then we'll all know each yeah. other. That's right. That's right. All right, Mason, let's get into it. Mm-hmm. Now, this is via streamable. Netflix, uh, for a time this week, moved forward with their plan to stop password sharing. Now, as we know, they feel like that there's an estimated 100 million Netflix users worldwide that are not using their own logins Mm. to to watch Netflix. They're password sharing. They they went to an Airbnb and they forgot to 
unsign un- 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 out, which mm. I've done. Maybe there's some kids at college. Maybe there's some kids using at college. their parents' login. Disgusting. I just mm. want to say that's disgusting. Maybe you're in a relationship with someone and you gave them the the, the login, and then you broke up, and they haven't changed it. You've always thought about changing it, but you're waiting for the perfect time to get them. <laughs> exactly. You know? Like my, my, they they you see that there's a new season of their favourite show about to come out on Netflix and you're like, now's the perfect time. You season four, not for you. That's right. Absolutely, yeah. So their idea was initially that uh, you have to be on the same Wi-Fi Mm. uh, if you want to log into the same account or your account will be blocked. Mm. Now, Netflix accounts... They can still be shareable again, but it has to be within one household. Uh-huh. And uh, to ensure that your device is associated with the primary location, Netflix is now asking you use, users <laughs> to connect to the Wi-Fi, the primary location, open up the Netflix app or website and watch something at least every 31 days. Now, you might ask, how does that apply if you go literally anywhere else? Mm. What if you're on the train or whatever and you want to watch it on your phone What or if something? you're on the toilet? What if you're on the but toilet? you have such a expansive estate that the toilet it's such an old building that the toilet yep. is an outhouse and it's one mile from your estate you've got two ip addresses that's right while you're doing a big ip <laughs> mason thank you but what if you yes. so what they said is well if you want to use say netflix for example in a hotel tv or a company laptop or whatever <laughs> you can re- then request a temporary code from the service when signing in and that will give you access to the account for seven consecutive days now after this was all ruled out by the way, fucking hate this. Terrible. Sounds like work, yeah. too many steps. They should learn a lesson from Blockbuster, the company that they killed mm. without data practices. And Blockbuster should have learned a lesson from all the local video stores that they killed, <laughs> which is there's always someone bigger. But they didn't. There's always someone ready to kill That's you. That's right. And all those local video stores should have learned a lesson from me, a guy who rented videos, which is I'm never going to rewind those tapes. So stop asking. All right? (laughs) Exactly. But anyway, so all this happened. Yeah. And then as of, I think it was around Wednesday, they put Mm. out a statement that said, uh, actually, for a brief time yesterday, a help center article containing information that is, uh, this was actually only applicable in Chile, Costa Rica and Peru. So uh, that went live to all countries. And that's actually a mistake. Mm. This is in a statement via streamable. So if you're in like the US, UK, Australia, Canada, Mm. uh, other places in the world that aren't those three I mentioned, then this was actually a mistake. It was a mistake and and a joke, actually. You you took this the wrong way. We pranked you, actually. (laughs) We're known, we're lighthearted and known for our pranks over at Netflix. Also, and you just, as you were saying before, it's an extra step. Yeah. And it's just encouraging piracy because piracy is an extra step. Piracy is an extra step. Netflix, and as has been pointed out this week numerous times, Netflix somehow does, the, the top brass at Netflix are somehow not aware that the only reason a lot of people use Netflix is it is slightly easier than pirating. Yep. And if it, if as soon I as don't it, even like as it. As soon as it isn't, the people will stop using it. Yeah. So what what were they thinking here? Uh, somebody, uh, oh, I was Justice Smith, the actor who's who's yep. worked for Netflix before, said I think he he's in to, some of the um, Jurassic World movies. Yes, he is. Detective Pikachu, etc. Detective Pikachu, yeah. Uh, and the upcoming Dungeons and Und Dragons. Dungeons and Dragons. But uh, he said, okay, well, what if I go? What if I get another job at Netflix and I have to go touring for two months? Do yeah. I lose access to my Netflix? Yep. Unless, yes. Unless he gets that secret code. He might get the secret code, yeah. So anyway, I if they roll this out, yeah. I hope this kills Netflix. <laughs> yes. Just as a lesson to everybody, you know? Mm, Just yeah. be like, this is what will happen to you. Because quite frankly also, Netflix isn't good enough for this. Yeah. If it was a better service. And also other services, they do have measures in place. But they also did that from the get-go. They didn't pride themselves on sharing passwords. And I didn't even have a problem with, like, 
if you've got multiple accounts, different locations, maybe you pay a bit, little bit extra. Sure, right. They also jacked the price up a few years ago for this reason because people were password sharing. Yeah, yeah. So they so went. This is good. This is why we're increasing the price. So it's either. So you're going to bring it down again. You're going to bring it down again if we're if we're ruling out password sharing. Interesting. Mm. No, but absolutely right. Yeah, bad times all around. But no, yeah. we're just joking and kidding, so it's fine. Yeah, it was a joke. And and you fell for you it. Absolutely fell. And again, it's that thing of like, okay, and, and there's a, you know, where I'm like, okay, well, I don't often use Netflix on my phone. Yeah. So does that mean that once a month I have to log into Netflix on my phone and watch a TV show for a second? Mm. That seems annoying. Or you'll, you'll ban my phone? <laughs> Come yeah. on. Yeah. But you're right. Like, and the last thing I watched, I think, on Netflix was Glass Onion. And that was. Yeah. Weeks ago, I didn't because I saw it at the movies. Yeah, well, I but, yeah, <laughs> well, that's the thing. I and if I hadn't, you know, etc. If you hadn't, you know. If you hadn't, you know. If, if you, you haven't, you know. then you know. You know. No, I was going to say if I hadn't seen it at the, I would have watched it. I watched it. At, I watched it at the movies. Yeah, and yeah, I watched yeah, Netflix, yeah, 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 yeah. But I, I, having seen it at the movies, I didn't have to watch it at Netflix. But that's, that's not the point. Yeah. Uh, the point is. Think, that's the only thing I've watched on Netflix in like yep. the last month. So I think it's also like it's it was probably initially to appease investors. It looks mm. good for their stock. Well, they thought it would look good for their stock. Yeah, right. Like it might like increase the price of the stock because they're like, oh, they, this is a this is a good way to make revenue, etc. I'm logging into Netflix right now. Yeah. Ooh, Appleseed Plus or something. Mm-hmm. Appleseed Alpha. I remember that anime from back in the day, and you also would remember that. From yeah. Well, I'm the, the biggest day. fan of anime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody yeah, who yeah. knows me knows that. That's true. Mason, should we move to the next bit of news, which is also so, yeah. Netflix related? Oh, yeah, of course. This is via Variety. Now, as I mentioned up top, Mason, it's a fun little joke that I did. I said uh, the real-life Squid Games that Netflix are currently filming or have been filming in the UK is actually turning into a real-life Squid Games. Oh, no. So what's happened is uh, they're basically, if you haven't heard, they're doing a Mr. Beast-style what if Squid Games was real, right? Mr. Beast, no. <laughs> <laughs> there should be a guy on his team and his catchphrase is Mr. Beast, no. Yeah. And I'll happily do that for... Ten thousand dollars a week. That's really good. It's very reasonable. I yeah. Think. yeah, yeah. I um. That's one hundred and twenty thousand dollars a year. Pretty Mason. good, right? Australian? No, American. Okay, fair enough. After tax. We do have a question about Mr. Beast in his latest video, which <laughs> we'll talk about at the very oh, yeah, back yeah, end okay, of the show. Sure, sure. Um, but basically, so it's been a disaster. Mm-hmm. It's turned into a real life Squid Games, Mason. So oh, yeah. basically, the one of the segments they were filming is red light, green light. For those of you who don't know, it's basically it's what's a time, Mister Wolf? You turn around, and if they see you moving, the, but it's a robot instead of a wolf, you get shot. <laughs> You're explaining this so badly. It makes exactly what it is, Mason. Uh-huh. What's the time? But if wolf? it is, you know. <laughs> That's so. right. Anyway, everybody saw it. Yeah. So the idea is that they were filming that first segment in it, and there was uh, there was something like 456 contestants involved in this. Like that is the, the classic squid, da- squid Game number. Yes. Exactly. The winning prize was like four million pounds or whatever. So as the game four go- million pounds. Yeah. Huh. I know. Not Australian. Yeah. So as the filming got underway, like everybody was excited because you know you get the opportunity to win money. The problem was also that people were excited to do this. Are you explaining the concept of a game show? Yeah. No. But listen, some people were excited because of the money. No. No. But sorry, they were encouraged and yeah. they're like. They're Followed up and everybody was screened and they had like influencers coming in who apparently they're also favoured so they seem to eliminate people just like oh. on a whim because it's like you want to get Johnny fucking film himself. In well, the, it's interesting <laughs> because obviously Squid Game, the, the TV show, the, the narratively interesting characters get through. But realistically, maybe in red light, green light, everybody loses. Yep. Like maybe everybody gets caught on the red light and they all and you go, well, do we start again or whatever? Yeah. Like there's no... Well, that's exactly. Mm. So as it got underway, the atmosphere changed. So coats were taken away. 
<laughs> hand and foot warmers were scooped out of pockets and players' jackets had to remain unzipped. So this was in order, in order to display the numbers as well as the fake blood that would squirt from devices <laughs> strapped to their chest if they were eliminated. So if you remember the show, they were like machine gunned if they yes. moved. So they um, wanted to bring that element in. Sure. Uh, and some somebody reason. said, can we actually machine gun them? No. Interesting. <laughs> well, we're going to. Mm. Uh, so when the show's giant killer doll stopped singing, they had to freeze in position. But what began as a promised uh, two-minute wait would, was then bumped to like 15, uh, 10 to 15 minutes of staying still, sometimes even longer. The other thing is nobody had their watches or phones, so nobody has a sense of time in this. This was supposed to be a two-hour game. That so you had to, to take – Potentially stand still for 15 minutes. No, Mason, you had to. You, this took 11 hours to film. That's too long. That's one segment, yeah, by yeah. the way. So it was also supposed to be a two hour filming. But again, I guess they wanted to get every possible angle on it and they said they wanted to confirm results. But apparently, people were losing feeling in their feet because it was also, <laughs> it was this like unprecedented cold snap. What's that about? It's probably nothing. Uh, this is in the UK. Yes. It seems. Okay, zero right. degrees Celsius. And it was also afterwards the people who got through were taken to accommodation or whatever, but they weren't fed properly. Should have gone so to Greg's. I agree. One person woke up and there was like a cold Big Mac on the floor outside their room and they were like, should've this gone is for to you. Greg's. Should have gone to Greg's. And also uh, of the 456 contestants, none of them got paid. I have been getting paid. Mm. So this is happening and I'm not, let's watch it. Great, let's yeah. watch it, Mason. Let's watch it. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, that sounds like because they're, they're it seems excessive, don't you? Well, think? They've, they've what seems what seems to have happened here is they've taken all the worst aspects of reality TV and also game show TV mm. because it's like okay, oh, we need to get proper coverage of this, so let's have everybody stand still for fifteen minutes. Yep. Uh, it's not how these games work. No, not so at all. That's, uh, that's gonna be that's gonna be. I mean, would that be a whole episode? Just that red light, green light? Oh, You'd maybe, right. Because one of the things about the Mr. Beast video is, like, it's pretty tightly edited. Mm. So it's not, like, an hour of red light, green light, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is not interesting. Mm. But I, I don't know. What a disaster. Yeah. And it looks like nobody learned anything from the Squidler game, the other Squid Game show, <laughs> right. or the Mr. Beast Squid game mm. that he already made and did. Mm. Yeah. Mason, we're going to ramp up to some DC stuff right now. Love it. Uh, but of course, before we get there, this is uh, we need to talk about this week at look what's been can- look what they've cancelled this week. Oh, here's something that I know they've cancelled. What is it? Ah, uh, it's the TV series Pennyworth. Is this your one bit of news? Maybe. It's no, the... I have I have that bit of news. But does that count as your one bit of news? Yeah, probably. I guess so, Mason. Ah. <laughs> uh, the origins of Batman's, Batman's but- butler. Well, what do you call it? The butler who saved America or something? <laughs> what know. do you think it was called? The butler who eventually knew Batman and That's he said, right. hello. Did he though? Did he? Well, here's the thing. So this, I think maybe we've mentioned before, this particular version of Alfred mm. is, this. This the Pennyworth series is a prequel to Gotham. Yeah. But it is also a prequel to the V for Vendetta Movie, As we I guess, recently. or the comic book series. It is a, it is a, it's set in the same universe. So does that mean? Remember, remember, mm. Batman's butler. <laughs> it's, I think the expression is do, so, from the comic. So is the idea that Batman lives in a universe where at one point in they did London, a big beef for vendetta. They did a big beef for vendetta for a couple of years. It also might be one of those universes where maybe there isn't a Batman. Yeah, you know, but it's the origin of Batman's butler. It'd be, called the, great it'd be called the origin of nobody's butler. Well, I guess also, I've decided to not get in a butler, actually. <laughs> this is also a universe where there is no Batman because they've cancelled it. <laughs> well, and also, I don't know if you saw this. this London was a, exploded? Yes, there was a, there was a, on spoilers for the final episode of... By the uh, way, apparently uh, this show is pretty solid. Well, yeah, I mean, the, guy, yeah. the main guy looks pretty charming and what yeah. have you. And there's some, as we've seen from clips, there's some interesting stuff happening in it. But if you saw on Twitter, somebody clipped the final scene of... 
Pennyworth, the last episode, and he's spoilers got, for he's this. He's got sideburns, he's at a he's wedding. He's got a big big sideburns and a big widow's peak. He's, well, he's at his own wedding. Yes. And his wife his, his wife to be says, Yes, I'll I'll marry you. And I then guess. it comes then it comes to him do you take this woman? And he's about to answer. And then every then there's then there's an, they're they're on the outskirts of London, I guess, or out in the out in the, mm. the country or whatever. And then there's just an enormous nuclear explosion in London. Do you think it was the V for Vendetta starting? Maybe. <laughs> but maybe because maybe oh. it's, in the, maybe in this version of V for Vendetta, it was a bomb and not a and not oh, a virus. See, I thought the V for Vendetta stuff was happening. Some V for Vendetta stuff was happening in season three. I don't know. Don't know. But maybe hey, there was some. I think yeah, it was more of a hint. But here's the thing. Also, everybody reacts like it's nothing. Everybody just looks over and is like, huh, "Hmm, is that?" And I think what that was was. Uh, on set, they were just like, "We don't know what you're going to be reacting." Could be to a yet. lizard. Could be a lizard. <laughs> A big lizard's crashed this wedding. He's, Go, the, he's on the cake. He's on this horrible 1960s British cake. It's made of jelly and carrots. I ate this. But I don't know. But the, the London Hard go, carrots. London goes up and everybody's just like, eh, oh, yeah, I oh, guess, yeah. which is wild. And um, Does that mean he's not married? I guess we'll never know. Chek- Chekhov's is the butler married. That's right. Yeah, technically not, but uh, also probably never coming back to this no. universe unless they do another scene. The cat in the box one, that one. Schrodinger's cat. Thank you. Yes. Schrodinger's is bad man's butler. Schrodinger's bad man is a butler. <laughs> um, unless we go back to a – unless there's another CW-style shared universe that they build yeah. and then they can go back to they it in might, a crossover yeah. and be like, what happened to that universe? Well, it blew up. That wasn't London. That was yeah. Tottenham. Might have been Tottenham. Oh, no, what's going to happen to Tottenham Hotspur? <laughs> Not my Spurs. No, that's bad. Um, so, but also, I think based on some of the stuff that happened in that season, it might have also been an hallucination. Yeah, maybe London didn't really blow up. I don't know. But, but again, we'll never know. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. We'll never know. I, I think there'd probably be a comic at some point, like because Smallville yeah. is continuing in comics. That's true. You know, and mm-hmm. that was well after the fact. And I think they're even doing an animated series, aren't they? Smallville, maybe. or they were. Who knows whether that's happening now? So, what's happening with the DC TV stuff at the moment? The stuff that's not in the mainline universe, mm. which is just Peacemaker at, at this point. Yeah, we'll talk about more because James Gunn is, he did a big announcement. Yes. This is the this is so it's Gunn and Saffron and I yep. think they've decided to be good cop bad cop. Oh, okay, because yeah, yeah. one announces all the exciting new things, no Gunn, one goes, and the other one is like, and we're cancelling things. This and, is why this isn't happening. Yeah, this is why. Yeah. And, uh, and first, first bit of news, obviously. Oh, can I just quickly say? Yeah. So we've got the Arrowverse wrapping up. Gotham Knights is starting soon on CW and will soon to be cancelled. Soon to be cancelled, probably. And Superman. Have you seen the trailer? For, we'll get to that. Sorry. No, no. I'll I put a pin in it. Uh, and Superman and Lois seems to be good for at least a couple of seasons. Mm. Um, anyway, let's talk about the trailer for Gotham Knights. No, I haven't. Um, the main guy's just a guy. He's some guy. He's a new guy. He's Batman's son, but he's just a guy. You'd be like, you know how Batman technically has all those sons? Yeah. Well, it's not any of them. It's What's just his a name. I'm going to look it up. So he's a Wayne? No. And he's not like a Robin? No. Batman is dead and a powder keg has ignited Gotham City without the Dark Knight to protect it. In the wake of Bruce Wayne's murder, his adopted son, Turner Hayes, is framed for his killing. Mm. With the charismatic and hard-charging district attorney Harvey Dent and the GCPD hot on his trail, Turner must rely on allies, including his best friend and formidable coder Stephanie Brown, an unlikely Batman sidekick, Carrie Kelly. Okay, right. So Carrie Kelly Those is, names, is yep. the Dark Knight Returns Robin yep. from, from the future and the, also the 80s. And Stephanie Brown is Spoiler, mm. who became... Batgirl, and she's now one of the Batgirls. Yeah. Um, but who's Turner? Why have they 
I, I wonder if this is another one of those copyright things where you can't have Batman and Robin in the same TV series. Yeah, I think, reason. again, they like to reserve him for, like, their big A-list properties and whatever. Right, but why not just a Robin? I guess because Titans? I don't know. Yeah, I guess because Titans. Great yeah. great point. A show right. that is cancelled. He's also cancelled, yeah. yeah. Mm. Anyways, Mason, uh, this is, well, you're talking about good cop, bad cop. Yeah. So this is what... Peter Safran said via Variety about the Batgirl movie. Oh, yes. Now, if you oh, recall, yeah. This is what I'm thinking of, actually. Yeah. yeah. I, you can talk about it or I can read the quote however you no, want to No, if you can, this. yeah. Okay. He said, I saw the movie and there are a lot... Oh, by the way, if you don't know, they filmed the entirety of the movie and then they binned it. And this was before the new DC, um, the shift changed. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> a new, new, new team punch card in. Punch mm. carded in. Yes. I saw the movie and there was a lot of incredibly talented people in front of and behind the camera on that film, but that film was not releasable and it happens sometimes. No, it doesn't. <laughs> that, we'll release anything. That, we'll get to that and Warner Brothers release schedule. Yeah. We'll talk about that. That film is not releasable. I actually think that the president of, uh, the president of Warner Brothers, David Zaslav, and the team made a very bold and courageous decision to cancel it because it would have hurt DC. It would have hurt those people involved. Uh, it would have not have been able to compete in the theatrical marketplace. It was built for the small screen. So, again, I think it's not an easy decision, but they made the right decision by shelving it. Mm. Mason. Wow. What do you think about that? Uh, well, I mean, he can say anything he wants because we'll never see it. So yeah. he can absolutely say, yeah, no, it was, it was actually – so we actually saved you. We, You all dodged a bullet, mm. actually. We were spraying bullets left and right and you just dodged them. I think it was um, – I mean, maybe it was bad. We yeah. won't ever know. Well, that's why they Or maybe it was it, a yeah. tax dodge. Yeah. He's not going to come out and go, yeah, it was the tax thing. <laughs> yeah, right, yes. Yeah. Yeah, it was actually really good and very releasable, mm. but we wanted to save some money and we just decided. So we have and we did. Yeah, we had. We and did. I'm proud of myself. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Let's get into the slate then. All right, well, for, first of all, James yep. Gunn did come out and he said, look, first of all, um, just as a point of difference from Marvel – and in the wake of uh, the release of Steven Spielberg's The Fablemans, mm-hmm. uh, from this point forward, all DC superheroes, where possible, will be uh, pronounced like their surnames. Mm. And then he announced Superman Legacy <laughs> and The Batman 2. Yeah. And he said there's actually going to be a, like a, a retroactive redubbing, like a historic project where they're going to redub all the, all the old stuff as That's well. That's good, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going to be Batman Returns, <laughs> Batman Begins, you know? The Dark Knight featuring Batman. Oh, my God. Yeah. Keaton's, there's going to be that iconic scene where the criminal's like, who are you? And he's going to be like, I'm Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Batman? Multiple bad. Maybe. Is, so, yeah, yeah. That's great. So here's what he said to Screen Rant about uh, st- kicking all this off. He said, I wanted to take care of these characters. We all know it's been a fucked up road for many of them. For the past few years. And First I, of all, rude and edgy, and I like it. <laughs> and I really thought it was a challenge, but I think it's a possibility to create something really wonderful with these characters. The history has been shit. It's been a real oh, fucked mate. up journey for, <laughs> for DC. <laughs> I think there was basically no one minding the mint and they were giving out IPs to any creative that smiled at whomever was in the room. Uh, there was never really any ch- uh, power given to the people in charge and so somebody could always go over their heads and do whatever they wanted. And people have thought that's the implication that Dwayne Johnson was oh. had his way on Black Adam and Henry Cavill. Johnson. Mm. <laughs> but we don't know who specifically we're talking about. He said, we had the DCEU, which they never officially named, by the way. Yeah, that's true. Uh, which well, beca- like, when did they have a chance? It only went, went for like 15 <laughs> years. <laughs> which then beca- when did they have a second to themselves to just sit down? Which then- Sometimes I'll take a day, James, and I'll have a day off, and I'm like, today I'm going to delete some tabs in my my phone browser. It'll be my whole day. Just really 
get into it, really reorganise some stuff. They should have taken a day. I agree. Mm. Uh, we had the DCEU, which then became the Joss Whedon Justice League, but it was also the Snyderverse, which became this. And then we have Wonder Woman and Wonder Woman 2, which doesn't even match what happened in Wonder Woman 1. And then we also have the Arrowverse and even us coming in with the Suicide Squad and Peacemaker. And you know, what is it exactly? All of a sudden, Batmite's a real guy. So how can we take these things together and make them make sense and have them unified and have them be one Real universe, one real world. Why was Batmite a real guy? He was mentioned in Peacemaker. Oh, yeah. Um, I th- Look, I know this is harsh mm-hmm. and Snyder fans might not want to hear it. Okay. But it is a mess. Yeah. And we've talked about this. Like, mm-hmm. it's all over the place, man. And look, I'm not saying what he's doing necessarily is going to be the greatest thing ever. But looking at this lineup, I think this is could be really incredible, mm, genuinely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who knows? But first, let's talk about the things that are going to be wrapping up under the old guard that oh, they're yeah, going to be releasing. Yeah, 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 yeah. So in the statement that he put out, which is him in front of a brick wall. Uh, That's edgy. That is like edgy. Like a 1980s stand-up comic. <laughs> yeah. He wrote... I'm down here in the comedy cave. They're going to wrap things up with Shazam to The Flash, which is apparently going to reset the universe, mm. which means they're probably going to maybe film some stuff that's going to be connected to his DCU, yeah, potentially maybe I'm, the new Superman or Batman, I don't know. James, Superman and Batman. Superman and Batman. At least for this episode. <laughs> yes. um, but they're really, they were, that's probably coming up here, but like yeah. they were, re- they're really hyping up that Flash movie. Yeah. They're like, this is the best thing we've ever done, maybe. Mm, we'll see. We'll see, won't we? And Aquaman 2. Sorry? Uh, Aquaman 2. Aquaman. Aquaman 2, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so that he, he got into all of that, right? Yeah. And basically like... Yeah, these are great and we're still releasing them, but there is going to be a reset point, which is just like how they reset with the, reset with the new 52 in the comics, essentially. So there's going to be an eight to ten year plan, and chapter one is called Gods and Monsters. Interesting, right? Now, the idea is, uh, this is by Jeff Snyder, who said, who's a, who's a big scooper mason, he said, because of that eight to ten year plan, talent is being asked to sign a ten year deal that covers both film and television, which makes sense. And the first thing that's going to be released is an animated show written by James Gunn, seven episodes. Uh, called Creature Commandos. Commandos. And speaking of, mm-hmm. uh, not only has this been a big week of new announcements of, of new projects for DC, it has also been a big week for uh, comic book creators learning that their <laughs> creations are being used in TV and film. Specifically this, I think it's J.M. Demetrius who created the Creature Commandos yep. and has used them a bunch of times, was like, huh, that's interesting. Am I? Yeah. Am I? Yeah. Yeah, that, that is interesting. But I will say this. What I do like about these announcements, and I feel like some of this is after that, you know, some creators came out. James Gunn came out and, like, he named specific comics which were either the story or the tone. Yes. And I think that's really important to acknowledge that these aren't ideas that have come out of thin air. People created these and often got paid very little to no money to do so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even the fact that they're getting eyes on these creators and maybe hopefully throwing some more money their way Mm. is a good thing. Yeah. And I hope that that becomes the norm across all mediums who, you know, use comics, I think. And in all walks of life. Yeah, because, like, in Marvel, they'll often use a story and then they won't pay somebody properly yeah. or well, at DC, all. Well, DC, you know, are not pretty no, won't, known pretty widely for being better at that. Like, I don't know. If, yeah, okay. I don't think we know any figures really, but, you know, the... There are stories about how, like, people have been, you know, they got paid, they got paid more for Lucius Fox than... Was it Len Wein who created somebody? Whoever created Lucius Fox got more for that than they from 
than Thanos. Okay, I yeah, think it's no, the I same, remember that. I think yeah. it's the same creator. Well, that's fair enough. Yeah, Morgan yeah. Freeman, you know? Yeah. Mm. I'm probably crossing my wires there, but it was a minor character, major character. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. No, I remember something along those lines. So this is going to be an Amanda Waller-led monster black ops team. Uh, Gunn said also it allows the creative collaborators to tell stories that are gigantic but without spending, you know, $50 million because, as we know, Mason, animation – you can, you can do anything. anything. You can do anything. Budget's unlimited. It's basically, basically free to just make. Not, just knock it out <laughs> on the weekend. So this lineup is interesting. Yeah. The, the guy on the left, I believe, is Rick Flagg Sr. Do you, who do you think they're going to get for that? Oh, maybe they'll get um, Joel Kinnaman Maybe they get again. Joel Kinnaman or Joel Kinnaman's dad. Joel Kinnaman's dad? Yeah. Who's that? Joel Kinnaman Sr. Is it one of the Skarsgård brothers? It might be one of the Skarsgård brothers. Mm. Yeah, so the line, Weasel's okay. on there. Yeah, Weasel is on there. So that's a carryover from the Suicide Squad. We got both. The, we got both Frankenstein and the Bride of Frankenstein. Yep. Uh, the glowing skeleton, I believe, is Doctor Phosphorus. Mm-hmm. And then we've got some sort of shape of water mer lady. Yep, I think. And a robot guy. And a robot guy. That's correct. Uh, now, what's interesting about that is also that's that, probably a known robot guy, but I don't know who. It probably, is. I mean, yeah, some of them I I remember, and some of them I don't. And what's interesting about this as well is that you know, like a lot of big two comic book properties, both sides have one of these. Both Marvel and DC have a monster squad. They of have sorts, a monster yeah. squad of sorts. In fact, I think maybe Marvel's is the monster squad, but the um, they both have a team of weirdos, many of which are you know outside of copyright. Universal monsters that they have that they're in a team. Sometimes they're in World War Two. Yeah. Sometimes they're a special ops team or whatever. But this might be. Is this the first one where DC's done it out of the gate? Might be. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting as a first choice. I wonder I w- if they saw Werewolf by Night and they were like, "That's probably what Marvel's going to do." Yeah, maybe we're going to get a, a bunch of horror weirdos in a team. I Let's mean, do a first. I do wonder, like, and of course, this is this is animation, so you can just knock you it can out. Do anything. Just knock, knock it out in five minutes. They probably knocked it out in five five minutes. What's interesting is a couple of things. Uh, they're going to cast voice actors who will then appear in live action at some point potentially. Yeah, right. So they're obviously going to look similar to their counterparts. Obviously there's going to be some CGI characters here, so they're going well, to voice Maybe it will be Kinnaman then, yeah. Uh, but also there was a second thing I was going to say and I've forgotten, but that Uh-oh. would have been also interesting. No, it sounds, sounds like it would have been interesting. You're often, <laughs> you're often saying interesting things and I like that. Oh, what I was going to say that I know you said maybe they looked at Marvel and what they were doing with yeah. uh, Werewolf One by Night. We don't really know when Gunn came on board for this. Right. How yeah, long yeah. was he writing this? Was he writing this long before he was decided that him and Saffron were going to take That's over? That's true, yeah. Like, we don't know the timeline of any of this. Obviously, when they make the announcement that he's taking over, that's a deal that's potentially six months to years like yeah. in, in the making. Maybe not years, but, yeah, we don't, we don't know at this, this point. This article I'm reading here is uh, saying that at one point one of the, one of the members of the team – uh, included a, a riff on the creature of the Black Lagoon called Bogman. Yeah. So that's pretty fun. Great. And also this is a rot like the Suicide Squad, like the Justice League. This is a, a roster that they can swap out. Kill. Kill anybody. Yeah. yeah, exactly, yeah. So there's also going to be a live-action series called Walla, which is a Viola Davis-led series set between Peacemaker Season 1 and 2. Peacemaker Season 2 has been delayed because of everything else James Gunn is working on. Mm-hmm. So it's going to have uh, Crystal Henry... Uh, one of the minds behind the latest Watchmen series, and Jeremy Carver, who worked on Doom Patrol, which so, is great because they just cancelled Doom Patrol. Yeah, so he's and, free. And well, with that, and because it's a good show, yeah. admittedly I haven't seen it, at least they recognise that, like, 
well, one of the people who worked on this is obviously talented and let's give them another yeah, shot. Right, right, right. So they're going to be writing it. And these uh, Creature Commandos and Waller are expected to debut before the first movie, Superman Legacy. It's called uh, by Saffron an uh, aperitif. Oh, very fancy. Say, yeah. He's edgy, but he's also classy. I like yeah. that. Just like a like a like a cold egg you can eat before like a, a cold meal. Egg. Yes, that's <laughs> right. Like a champagne and monster energy drink. <laughs> mixed? Yeah. Separately. No, mixed. Mixed, good, yeah. yeah. I don't I don't I like that as like a jumping off point. Yeah. Before getting to a big movie. I think that's good stuff. But let's talk about a big movie. Oh, a big movie. It's Superman Legacy. Nice. Uh this has a release date for the moment. Of July 11th, 2025. Now, James Gunn said this is what his version is going to look like. He's a big galoot. He's a farm boy <laughs> from Kansas who's very idealistic. Uh, his greatest weakness is that he'll never kill anybody and he doesn't want to hurt a living soul. And I think that sort of innate goodness about Superman, uh, that's his defining characteristic. Um, he's also going to be writing the project, but Saffron has said, and we've mentioned this, that he hopes James Gunn can be sw- persuaded perhaps to direct as well. And I think, look... As we've said before. I guess I'll do it. Well, I guess if, I'll direct a Superman if movie. He's head, if he's doing this universe mm-hmm. and this is the first movie yeah. and he's in charge of this and he wants it to be his vision and the best version of this, it would make 100% sense that he directs this movie. Absolutely. And I think that he could make an excellent Superman movie yeah. for real this time, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I know, like, all the Superman movies have their strengths. Yeah. But just the idea of seeing, you know, this it's kind of based – Tonally on like all star Superman, yes, and uh-huh. this mix of like naivety and like good heartedness, but intelligence and yeah, yeah, yeah. and you know, in journalistic integrity and investigation and aliens and, mm. and being like a, a being a, um, an immigrant from outer space and all of these things. I think this. I've I've just I've been saying for ages. I want a definitive modern Superman movie, and I don't think that they ever got that with the Henry Cavill. No, Superman. that's true. Yeah. yeah, and they're also going to cast about twenty five. Yeah. Which is why they haven't brought yeah. Henry Cavill back and for so this. And so to be clear, we don't know any actors who are about 25, so no. we can't really. Can't help you, sorry. Yeah, there's a front runner and he looks pretty Superman-y and I'm like, yeah, it look, looks pretty good. Yeah. Can he act? Don't know. Can he run? Can he front run? That's what you need. Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, and didn't uh, James Gunn produce or at least co-produce Brightburn? That's true. So we know he's got the, you know, he's, he's got the, we, he can do that, he can make superpowers look yeah. For real, you know? I think also, like, he does heart. Superman superpowers. He does heart really yeah. well. I know he can do, like, weird, gross stuff. Yeah. But if you look at, like, the Guardians movies and other things that he's done, mm-hmm. he can do, like, he can elicit emotion. That's true. Even if it's, like, a horrible little mm-hmm. raccoon or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I think. But can he elicit Superman punching a man into space? I hope so. Yeah, same. I think also there's a good chance that this is the, uh, there'll be a Lobo situation. Lobo comes to Earth and is like, hello. And Superman's like, just don't. <laughs> Stop it. Could you give it a rest? I don't like your flying motorcycle, mm. sir. It's too loud. <laughs> I'm putting in a complaint to the council. <laughs> We're going to get a sign. Of Krypton. We're put, getting a sign put up that says, please. <laughs> sir. Sir. Uh, after that, mm-hmm. we're going to be having the show Lanterns which is an enormous TV series that follows Hal Jordan and Jon Stewart as they discover a dark mystery, true detective style. Mm. Uh, it, <laughs> okay. Mm. It plays a really big uh, leading role in the main story that they're telling across. Hal Jordan will be on meth the entire time. <laughs> they're telling across the main story. Space of, meth. Uh, of, Smith. 
of film and television. Wow. Now, there was a Green Lantern series. It was going to be Guy Gardner-led and mm. Greg Berlanti was doing it. It was behind a lot of the Arrowverse. Yeah. That's not what mm. this is going to be. Um, I love the idea of, like, space mystery Green Lantern. Yeah. And what if, like, the greater mystery is like a um, – what's his name? The big skull ship guy. Brainiac, Brainiac or something uh, like that. Yeah. Like, in, like they're uncovering an intergalactic mystery. They could also tie it into – we read an excellent Superman comic recently – about an, an alien invasion and a, and a girl up, gets up and away, yeah, which is yeah. incredible. Like mm. maybe it's there's ties to Link something them all like together, that. Yeah, um, I yeah, I mean the true detective thing is a bit like <laughs> that is they they are look that is that is a lofty goal I think yeah to, to um, but I mean what maybe if, if they're like true detective the the, the Vince Vaughn series. <laughs> Yeah, Not yeah. the one that everybody loved mm, universally. True, de- true Detective, but the old pulp magazines <laughs> that weren't very good. Sorry, we tricked you, but bad. Um, yeah, look, I mean, what if it is, though? Like, what if it is just a good prestige TV series? Yep. Because, you know, Amazon Prime do it and all, you know, the, where it's like, a, you know, a great drama set in space. Yeah. That is that is achievable. Yep. And a good-looking Superhero TV series. A couple of good-looking is... roosters heading it up. Yeah, it's for a couple of those roosters. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. no, absolutely. And mm. obviously we've had uh, some attempts at Green Lantern in the past. There was a 90 telly movie, which we covered in Caravan of Garbage. That's right. Terrible. Mm. Uh, there was the Green Lantern movie with Ryan Reynolds. Terrible. Excellent. Oh. I agree. Yeah, really good. <laughs> yeah, and we also wow. done a video on it, but let's see whatever this is. I mean, because they are essentially space cops, aren't yes, they? Yes, that's exactly right. So, yeah. you know. Let's see that, I guess. Yeah. Next up, uh, this is really your wheelhouse. I'm oh. going to throw to you for this, oh, Mason. No. Um, it says being a big loser. Oh, yeah, cool. Great, I'm ready. I'm ready. I've never been more ready in my life. No, uh, you know that dream where you you wake up at school and you haven't you haven't studied for the test and you're naked? Well, I've studied for this test and I've got so many clothes on. I've got a bunch say, of T-shirts that say, I'm with a big loser and there's an arrow It's pointing right up at me. <laughs> No, it's uh, The Authority. The Authority, great. Based on the Warren Ellis and Brian Hitch's uh, comic. Yes. These are the Wildstorm characters. Yes. So, uh, you know, obviously uh, Image Comics was a bunch of uh, former big two. Uh, it, was, it, was mostly, it was mostly Marvel creators who went and formed their own company. Yeah. Um, but Jim Lee created Wildstorm, which was his own kind of superhero universe and different creators jumped in and with that and, and built, you know, built up that universe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and one team was Stormwatch, which was a government superhero agency. Mm. And then in in the universe, some members of that team went rogue, and then they added some more members. And they found a they found a, a like a miles long spaceship in an interdimensional breach, and that that became their base of operations. And they became the authority. Mm. And they were like, and it was a sort of a a superhero team that is like. Like an early, there's an early storyline where a bunch of aliens from a parallel universe come and invade Earth, and they beat back the invasion, and they go into that parallel universe and they destroy their planet. Right, like it's that kind of universe. It's like they reinvade the 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 invaders and they kill them all. Wow, like it's it was. I think it was described as sort of like widescreen comics. Like it's big action. Okay, sure. You know, big splash pages and big splash pages, and you know. They'll, you know, they'll, they'll, they're not averse to blowing up a planet or finding and killing God, for example. It's interesting you say that because apparently with this story, this is according to Peter Safran, they take things into their own hands and they're kind of like Jack Nicholson and a few good men. Uh, they know that you want them on the wall or at least they believe that. So basically yeah, right. bad people. Yeah. Uh, do, thinking they're doing good yeah. or sometimes doing good. Oh, well, what I should have said is also, you know, eventually – the Wildstorm universe, Jim Lee sold it to DC and many of those okay. characters got integrated into the DC universe as a whole. And so 
Some of them are like like Marvel. Uh, they're they're like homages to existing super. So like, there's a character. There's two characters: Apollo and the Midnighter, yeah. who are Superman and Batman. But they're a couple. Yep. For example, a couple of good friends. A couple of really good friends and roommates who are right. gay for each other. Oh all yeah, the that's, time. they're also that big yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, and then and again, it's sort of interesting. Like, and I, I'm I'm not super across. Do they get into like the power dynamic of that in terms of like? One is a super-powered being and one's Well, the Midnighter like is also super-powered. Oh, okay, he's right. like He's like Batman times 100. So he's so they were, they were both... Batman. Yeah, so they were both... Their origin is basically they were both experimented on and given superpowers, and Apollo is like Superman. He's got solar-powered-based super... Right. But um, Midnighter is super-strong and super-resilient, like resilient, but he also has a, a computer in his head that can calculate millions of, like... Battle probabilities. Someone so, put a calculator in his head. Yeah, he's got a big calculator in his head. He sometimes he sometimes says TI eighty three. Says boobs and he's like, no, thank you. <laughs> Not for me. Not for me. But it's like he's one of those guys where it's like before the fight starts, he's already won because he knows exactly yes. when. So he, so it's that guy. So that's interesting. Um, but there's but I'm I'm not overly familiar with the DC versions of these characters. So okay, I'm not sure. sure. I'm not sure who's still on the team or who you they haven't got read rid this of. Particular Warren out. Warren no, I've read from, that one because yeah. this is that's pre. That's pretty oh, okay, sure. So this one is like, so yeah. Um, but there's like again, it's like huge stuff. Like there's a ca- one of the characters. He's 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 called the god of the city. So mm. he's a guy. Speaking of it being experimented on, his origin is that he got abducted into the future as a as a, like a kid and an a, like a, a teenager. He kept getting abducted by what he thought were aliens and like getting like all sorts of bio, bionic mm. enhancements and stuff. And then it was revealed. He was being abducted by humans from the future because in the future cities became sentient like immortal engines. Right. Like like there was a sort of future apocalypse and they were coming back through time to destroy the earth. Oh, my God. He had to fight a sentient city. And (laughs) his origin story ends with him turning Tokyo into a giant mech suit and punching (laughs) on with a flying city. So it's like that level of... Insanity. So if they're going to put that, I'm very happy. If Sounds like that, it should be animated because then I, it wouldn't cost anything. It would be free. <laughs> so I don't know what, what level of, again, there's just, and it's, look, and some I, of that. I mean, Gunn loves a big weird thing, like Starro. Yeah, yeah, that's so a big, I, big weird thing. So why not? Yeah. 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 I mean, and some of it is also, after Warren Ellis, there was like a Mark Miller run. Yeah. And that's pretty edgy and rude. Ooh. So I don't know how much edgy and rude stuff they're going to put in. Sure, okay. But it's, I would recommend all those runs. I think Okay, all right. I might look at some to all of them, Mason. Hmm. Next up, we. What, oh. You know what? Speaking of, sure. What I like about what Gunn is doing here is he hasn't gone. He hasn't. It's not like they've taken a photo of Benedict Cumberbatch and he's reading a vague Doctor Strange comic or whatever. Mm. He said, "Here are some stories that inspired what we're doing. It's not the exact stories, but here's the vibe. Yeah, and you can buy them, and people have bought them. Yeah, and it's not a case. It's apparently, Marvel sneak a QR code into some of their stuff, and if yeah, you scan it, you get a free copy yep. of the whatever. Yep, that doesn't work. Doesn't mean anything. Doesn't mean anything. Yeah, just show people what it is, and people will buy it. I completely agree. Mm. And also, I feel like they the the way that they gut the comic book industry mm. because they don't seem to realize that a lot of the value in this IP is the fact that all of these stories have been tested yes. in another format mm. where they have been proven to work yeah. and then they borrow them and put them on the screen and i think bringing light to that could even hopefully revamp a lot of the fact like new ideas and new stories because yeah, uh-huh. there is the threat of if you keep doing 
events in the comics where it's Civil War and then it's Civil War 2 and then it's Civil War and Alternate Dimension or whatever mm. and then it's World War Hulk and then it's World Wars Hulks. Mm. <laughs> and what, what's the, what, are we, what are we doing? Where yeah. are the new events? Where's the exciting new characters? Where's different stories? I mean, speaking of, you know, speaking of DC, obviously in Batman v Superman they did the Dark Knight Returns and they did Doomsday yep. and they did some Injustice stuff. And it they was just, Justice League Origins, and they just and they just burned it all in the one movie. Yeah, and it's like I you could have you could have done a really you know, regardless of how people think about that movie, yeah. which is hilarious. Um, <laughs> you could have that could have been four movies or five yeah, movies. Yeah, I but, agree. But they, you know, some Zack Snyder went. Well, it'd be cool if I could do all of them. And what they if went, Doomsday showed up at the end? Yeah, but it's not really Doomsday or whatever. Yeah, 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 anyway, yeah. we love the Snyderverse, and we'll never stop. <laughs> Campaigning. We'll never stop loving it. You yeah. can't. You can't stop us either. It's definitely. I. You know. It's. It has its strengths, but also he's. As we've talked about, he's not even doing that stuff anymore. He's yeah. at Netflix making Star Wars Netflix or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Next up, Mason, we have something called Paradise Lost, which is a Wonder Woman prequel mm. likened to Game of Thrones. Now, See, there we go. There's that True Detective comparison. Yeah. Again. I also like the way they're pitching this to anybody. Mm. So if you hear that, you're like, I get that. Yeah. You know, they're not like. They're not, it's not an obscure reference. It's sure. like, you like Game of Thrones? This is that, but it's all women. Mm. Uh, so it's a good seasons at Game of Thrones too. <laughs> We're not going to screw you over in the last one, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> it's really about political intrigue behind a society of all women. How did this come about? What's the origin of an island of women? Because, yeah, this is interesting because what are the beautiful truths and the ugly truths behind that? Because if you look at, like, the history of Themyscira in various comics, mm-hmm. this society are like this beautiful like utopian of all women and warriors and all this like everybody's kind of getting along it's just built off the backs of like slave labor and blood you know and all these there and all this other stuff um and what's the scheming like between the different power players in that society so there you go and maybe they'll even get robin wright back or whatever because she does a she does a good political intrigue they didn't say that but that was just something that uh I'm waxing poetic about Mason. Is that what you're doing? That's what I'm doing. That's great. Yeah. Sounds like a real Game of Thrones, true detective style thing. But the good seasons. The good seasons, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Mason, we're going to take a little bit of a break for me to say this. This is all related. Mm -hmm. Uh, Variety have said that the plan is uh, that Saffron and Gunn were going to release roughly two films and two TV shows per year into the DCU. That output will not, however, sacrifice quality to meet deadlines. Gunn and Saffron were adamant that films and series will not go into production until scripts are finished. And you might be like, that seems obvious. Isn't, what they all, isn't that what they always do? No. Apparently not. You would no, be yeah. shocked at how many productions roll with unfinished scripts or they kind of change it halfway through mm. and they're writing it on the day, which is also can be good things when you're finding the story kind of yeah. on the fly. Sometimes uh-huh. that can work. More often than not, you watch it and you go, what was that? What yeah. happened? And the reason is because they picked a release date and then they just ran at it no matter what mm. happens. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Also, mm. speaking of, did you say two movies and two series yeah. a year? That's the, the – the, Right. Yeah. I think also perhaps part of that plan is – because Warner Brothers doesn't have any money. Exactly. Yeah. They don't. That's that's an interesting uh, point that you bring up. <laughs> and the because... question becomes, you know, because, and, you know, we've mentioned it last, recently, the, you know, the, the movies they released last year were Don't Worry Darling and Black Adam. Two good movies. Two good movies, which didn't review well and didn't do well financially. Two good movies, though. Two very good, very good movies. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sure I said they were both best movie ever, so. Yeah. You know. That's what we're saying. Two that's good what movies. We're but. You know, so much of this production, I think, relies on Gunn and, Zaz, uh, Gunn and Safran 
getting some money for the first couple of things yep. and hoping they're huge hits. Yep. And then getting more money. The for Iron that. Man strategy. The Iron Man strategy. Because if yeah. that doesn't work, maybe this whole thing is a house of cards that's going to collapse. Because if they make Superman Legacy yeah. and it doesn't do particularly well, I don't know if they're going to have the money to make Game of Thrones, but it's on Themyscira. And the TV Because that's going to cost $10 million an episode or whatever, or more. I don't know what those shows cost. Yeah. But, no, you're absolutely right. Yeah. You know? Uh, it's also interesting that it seems as if like DC, they I don't understand why they weren't leaning into this more heavily earlier. This is obviously the most valuable thing that Warner Brothers has, right? Which bit? All this DC right, stuff. Right. And I know they have other properties. I am aware of that, an <laughs> animation department, et cetera. Mm. But this is... Bugs Bunny. Yeah. Well, yeah. Mm. Space Jam, another Space That's Jam. Right. But this is... If Space you do Jam this right, into the Jamverse. This is... Just a fucking Scrooge McDuck bin of just straight money forever. <laughs> if you if you do it right. Yeah, right. Mm. It's basically you could do the MCU with this, like levels of yeah, uh-huh. um, levels of wealth that mm. you're bringing in. I guess on the what I also like about this is there is that balance, and it's even in the name of gods and monsters, of like, here's some weird stuff, and here's some, you know, and here's Superman. Mm, yeah. I think that's great. Mm. Anyways. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Here we have Mason, The Brave and the Bold, which is a bold title for a movie that I would have thought they just would have said Batman. It's another Batman movie. Mm. This is inspired by Grant Morrison's Batman Volume 1, which I actually haven't read, but uh, it's going to include a new Batman and Damian Wayne. It's going to be a father-son story. So Gunn described uh, Damian Wayne as our favorite Robin, a little son of a bitch, an assassin, and a murderer. (laughs) So if you don't know, Batman has a child in the comics and various other mediums with Talia al Ghul, Mm. who grew up in the League of Assassins, and he's just basically a little psycho. And sure, then, yeah. he, then he comes back to Batman and Batman's like, you shouldn't kill people. Do you want to be Robin? And he's like, yes, but I am going to try to keep killing people. And then sure, Batman's yeah. like, just Oh, you scally, you little rascal. <laughs> You're such a rascal. If you were anybody else but my son, I would put you in jail. Right. But, <laughs> but you get a pass for some reason. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't say he's my favorite uh, Robin. But yeah, but it's an interesting I dynamic. like the premise um, yeah. of this, yes, and the idea behind it. Uh, so it also implies that there is a bat family because Damian yeah. Wayne is like four Robins in three if at you least. Don't, if you don't count Stephanie Brown, yeah, four. Yeah, yeah. That also means like there's a Nightwing. Yeah, there's yeah. A, maybe there's a Carrie Kelly. I know she's from the future or whatever, but yeah, we don't yeah. know what this is going to look like. That's true. Yeah. Um, I think this could be a fascinating story, Mason. And, fascinating and, story. And a little, a little bit of fun and all mm. that. Let me uh, ask you this, James. Sure. Because obviously we've got the Batman. Yeah. And we're having new Batman. New Batman? Based on Grant Morrison's Batman. Mm. Do you think this is the time to reintroduce blue and grey costume? Yes, mm. I do. Yeah. I mean, it's, that's, it's comics. Yeah. And this is comics. This is comics, yeah. baby. Absolutely. Or maybe even, you know, the one that's like, uh, you know, purple, purple inside cape. Yep. You know, give us a, give us the, the oval, the yellow oval bat sure, logo yeah. back or something. That there's like the 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 blue and grey costume can look very cool. I think. I definitely. And if you want to differentiate, I've seen cosplays of it that yeah. work as and well. And if you yeah. want to differentiate the various Batmans, if you want people to not be confused when you see a Pattinson Batman mm. or a regular comic book Batman or Ben Affleck Batman, Ben Affleck Batman, you go give him give him the. You could make it armored, but you could also make it more cloth. You could give you could give it the one of like. You know, it's it's the lightweight costume for swinging about the city. It's not the battle suit kind yeah. of thing. It's not the mech thing, you know? It's not the mech thing. It's not the mech thing. Completely agree. Mm. Yeah. So uh, that's pretty much all the information we have on that. So let's move this along to Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow. Now, this right. is a Tom King, King comic. And by coincidence, I happen to have just read this. Um, it's an intergalactic story of revenge. Ooh. It's a fantastic read if you haven't already. Um, so basically what we've got here, Mason, it says, we see the difference between Superman who was sent to earth and raised by loving parents from the time he was an infant versus Supergirl who was, was raised, raised in the toilet, raised in, the toilet <laughs> in a kryptonite toilet. Uh, <laughs> it was raised on a, on a rock chip of Krypton and, uh, everyone watching everyone at, watched everyone around her die and be killed in terrible ways for the first 14 years of her life. So yeah, mm. Supergirl comes to earth when she's like. A youngish teenager. Yeah. So the 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 comic book version. I think the she's supposed to be older than him, but she arrives after. So yeah, she's younger yeah, than yeah. Him. So the yeah. yeah. So the the 
I mean, that's, older that's one of the continuities. Sure, yeah, but yeah. it's so they both rocketed from Krypton, but due to some time dilation thing, he arrived mm. first and grew up to a man. Yeah. And she's like, I'm still a girl. I'm in a toilet. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Probably the malnutrition due to the toilet thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, what, what's great about this, and I don't I don't know if you've read it. Have you read it? No, I haven't read you it. You should read it. Oh. Um, I've read it already. I refuse now. <laughs> is that it's one of the things that I know you love about Superman stories or, or characters like this is that it's an intergalactic adventure where Supergirl isn't particularly special depending where she is. Mm, right. Some of the planets have a red sun, so she's not superpowered, but there's still yeah, some right. like residual energy from that. Mm. Uh, you know, it's basically a revenge story where a girl asks her help in tracking down her father's killer, uh-huh. she's like, all right. Sure. And they just have this like road trip oh. together through various planets and meeting. You know, busted up space RV. Yes, basic stuff like that. Yeah, cool. they'll, they'll get a space bus places. And... Now, is this going to be the Supergirl that is the Supergirl in the Flash? That's a, a great question. Supergirl? I would say that depends on how well that movie is received uh, mm-hmm. and how well she's received in particular. Oh, yeah, probably true, yeah. yeah. But potentially, yes. Yeah. But uh, also potentially no, and potentially and I'm no. happy to say that. Yeah, who do you think we? Again, I think I think we are we are. If if we're out of our depth anywhere, it's everywhere. But if we're out of depth mm. in any particular thing, it's probably casting, especially young actors. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, who's the new Batman? We don't know yet. Don't know. History, yeah. new Superman. We don't I, know. Well, Batman's Robin, gonna, Batman's going to be a little bit older because if he's got mm. a son, he'd have to be. At least early thirties. I don't think that. No, or mid thirties, maybe early thirties. Yeah. Um, I think. They're not going to do 45-year-old to 50 grizzled Batman yes, yet. Uh, They'll probably get to that eventually, uh, like the Affleck style. But it also, I know there's been some talk about what age do you make uh, his son? Yeah. And I know people have said, well, it would be more appropriate if he was like 15 or 16. Yeah. But I think, no, make him 10. Right. And then that's crazy. Yeah. It's like a hit girl style yeah, right, lunatic. Uh-huh. And, all, and I think. But the actor would have to be. The actor would have to be slightly, slightly older, older, I guess, yeah. or look young, but look younger, mm-hmm. or ten year old, whatever. Yeah, right. But I think that is more interesting than a person who looks like a man doing Chris this. Chris O'Donnell, for Chris example. O'Donnell, for example, the same height as George Clooney. <laughs> yeah. I think. but I think you know, and I think that lends itself to a different style of fighting. He's more of like a ninja. He's more of an assassin. He's not like a big bloke. He's like He's a, a live little, yeah, little guy with a little katana or whatever. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> killing people. Mm. So I would like to see that because it's like weird yeah. and fucked up. Um, yeah. And I think maybe James Gunn would maybe. Oh, go he would with that absolutely version. do that. Yeah. yeah. Mm. But yeah. oh yeah, no, I can absolutely imagine just like a yeah, just a just a corridor fight like in Daredevil, but it's a it's, tiny little it, boy with a katana. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There you go. And, uh, then, and you know, and then you're right. We get to meet the rest of the Bat family, mate. Maybe what if what if the new Batman they just throw in a couple of more Robins and a Nightwing and a Red Hood and absolutely. just be like, here it is. Yeah. Absolutely. Completely agree. Yeah. Uh, next up, we've got Booster Gold, which is going to be a live action series. This is described as a, which is true of the comics, a loser from the future who uses basic future technology to come back to today and pretend to be a superhero. Basically, Booster Gold is imposter syndrome as a superhero. Booster Gold is a lot of fun. Uh, in oh, the comics. yeah. There's some animated stuff, which is quite good. From Is it the JLA series? Yes. Where he has his, his own little episode at yes, one point. Yes, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's kind of... Basically, if you've seen Mystery Men, he's basically he's, he's kind of like the um who's the guy who's all sponsored in that? Oh yeah, um, Greg Kinnear's character. Yes, it's, he's like Mister Superior or whatever. Something like that, I can't yeah. remember what it is. Yeah. But it's basically that guy, but he doesn't really believe anything about himself. Like, yes, he's, right. He's all hype, but also he's really a hero. I saw people. And he, and he, and he comes back to to get rich, basically. Yeah, yeah. 
I saw oh, some, rich and famous. Yeah. Yes, I saw some people being like, you know, maybe Chris Pratt would be a good fit for this, and I think that could be the case. But then also, like Glenn Powell put his hand up and went, "Yes, oh, mate. that could work." Yeah, he's for from sure. Top Gun, Maverick, obviously, and yeah, I think that would be that could be good. So there's some casting for you, Mason. Captain Amazing was Greg Kinnear's character. Okay, there we go. Um, yeah, I want, and also like James Gunn loves a loser as well. That's true, like a lovable loser. Mm. Yeah. Um, well, he replied to us that one time. That's so, true. That's why he likes you so much. Oh, Mason. come on, mate. No, I just made that joke about us and then you made it about me. Oh. Um, <laughs> I should stop wearing this T-shirt. Um, but I love it. It's cozy. It's good. Booster Gold, of course, famously in the comic books, is often pals, big big time pals with Blue Beetle. Yeah, I like that team up. Do you reckon we'll get that team up with Blue Beetle, yeah. the movie, which is currently, it's been made and still on track and it's and definitely being released. Uh, oh, that's one, we're, actually, you're right. We didn't mention, but yes, but Blue Beetle. But it's a Beetle. different Blue Beetle. Yeah. Mm. I mean, you could still do that, you know. Yeah. yeah but yeah. yes. Mm. I wonder if they're going to address any of the other Blue Beetles in the Blue Beetle movie. Maybe. Or if they cancel Blue Beetle. Maybe they might cancel it, yeah. I we honestly, just will not have anything, yeah. Yeah, I don't really know much about that because we haven't really seen anything except some, like, paparazzi shots and, like, a logo. Yeah. So I don't I don't really and know. And there's no... I like him, though. He's even, like, yeah. Karate Kid and whatever. Would you say it's based on the stuff... Because I've not seen it. I didn't see it anywhere. It wasn't mm. in cancellations. Nobody said, and it's going to... Like it, didn't it was, he mention it briefly? Maybe he did. I didn't see it, though. Yeah, I can't remember. Um, I think it's still coming out. I think okay, he has right. mentioned it if he didn't in this. Okay, right, yeah, right, right, right. Might good, be wrong. Good, good, good. Yeah. Uh, next up, yes. while you're maybe looking into that, or I maybe you're look- shopping for new T-shirts. Um, <laughs> is- I'm a super big loser. That'll do it. <laughs> but ironically, that's what it says. <laughs> On the back, yeah. yeah. This, it's going to be Swamp Thing, which is inspired by Alan Moore's Swamp Thing Volume 1. So it's going to be a dark origin of Swamp Thing, which we actually saw recently mm. in a TV series, which again we looked at, which was actually quite good. Yeah. Uh, James Mangold seemed to be officially in talks. He also posted a picture of it on Twitter. That's true. Also, this he might already be signed on for this. Yeah, I maybe. feel like that's very much possible. Very, very possible at this point. So Gunn referenced the initial reactions to Guardians of the Galaxy joining the Marvel Cinematic Universe and the initial questions about how Rocket Raccoon would work standing next to Thor. And he said that mashup quality wound up being one of the highlights of Avengers Infinity War and Endgame, mm. uh, which I think is true. So Gunn said they're one-upping that approach with Swamp Thing. This is much more. Uh, this is a much more horrific film, but we'll still have Swamp Thing interact with other characters. Oh, uh, that Al- Swamp Thing and Weasel. Mm, that Alan Moore Swamp Thing uh, run is great. Yeah. It's also got a sequence where he takes over. I think it's Gotham, and so they send in Batman, uh-huh. and Swamp Thing just beats the shit out of Batman. Yeah. There's Batman gets puts a fight flamethrower on him, but then doesn't realize that Swamp Thing is literally everywhere in the city mm. because he's covered the city in like yeah. various growth. And that was so the era just, where <laughs> just pummels yeah. Batman. That was the era when Batman was not completely invincible and had. He didn't have his plan. He just went in with a flame. Yeah, yeah. it's just him being beaten up by supernatural weirdos like month after month. Yeah, oh, what I love era. that. Okay, so uh, according to uh, Blue Beetle updates mm. uh, on Twitter, then there's Blue Beetle on August 18th. Uh, I think James Gunn is saying here that sort of has its own world and fits in directly into our DCU. Okay, yeah, that's yep. Okay, so that's still that's still happening. So, that's, so that's happening still, at this point. Yeah, there you go. Okay, interesting that they've gone with Swamp Thing, a series that they cancelled before it was fully out. Yeah, but nobody watched it. That's true. Unfortunately, because it's quite good. Um, that is why people didn't watch it. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. And now to wrap this up, and though apparently there might be some other stuff announced, like this is just the initial kind of yeah. lineup. They, they've talked about Elseworlds, and Elseworlds is going to consist of, which is basically, if you don't know, Elseworlds is a story set outside of the main continuity. Yeah. Um, kind of like 
It's not like I was gonna say like Marvel's What If. It's not like that. It's no, just it's so, like uh, Superman Red Sun would be an yeah. example where if Superman landed in Russia. Superman where he's British. Yes. That's another true one. Brit. True Brit. I think what it is crap comic apparently. Haven't uh, read it. Yeah, I've read it. It's not good. <laughs> yeah, so basically what happened was years ago DC had their infinite universes mm. and they were like this is too complicated let's get rid of it and then immediately they were like mm, I kind of miss this yeah we would love to have so then they went elseworlds and elseworlds is basically like well initially it was like these are just vaguely whatever yeah it's is it a parallel universe is it an imaginary story it doesn't matter who cares it's just an else shut up yeah just shut up <laughs> shut up um and then you know years later with with years more of continuity a lot of the time it's they've gone like with like yeah they are parallel universes yeah. you can go and visit them they can come to other universes what vampire batman can fight british superman or whatever if but they shut were. up but sh- if you could shut yeah. up my god so i like this i like mm. this idea so basically we've got for the moment these aren't a surprise but joker 2 mm-hmm. which is already happening uh the batman part 2 which has a release date great the, name for starters i agree <laughs> it's the uh it's the sequel to Obviously, The Batman with Whoa. Robert Pattinson. Rob Bat, Bat, and Bat. That's out in October of 2025. Also, apparently, that Tarnahisi Coates Superman movie is still happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, Teen Titans Go, the animated series, and occasionally they do a movie. Mm. That's also part of that. Now, Saffron has also said the bar is going to be very high for projects that are outside the DCU, these Elseworlds projects. But now and then, uh, there will be something that lives up to that. Okay, so basically he's saying that like the barrier to entry for this, you have to have a pretty compelling pitch and idea yeah, right. to come in because um, it needs to stand alone. And also I guess what's interesting about this is you could get like a Joaquin Phoenix or Robert Pattinson or whoever to do like one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe you get Henry Cavill to come in and do Superman on British. Yeah, you know? he's British. <laughs> I know. He's that's what British, I'm saying. James. I don't think they're done with Henry Cavill. Kryptonite I think, on toast. Yeah. I d- it's not British enough. No, crumpets. Yeah, kryptonite on crumpet. That can be his catchphrase. <laughs> kryptonite on a crumpet. But not for me. It'll kill me. I won't, yeah. I won't have that. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll die. Mm. But so, yeah, that's that's interesting. Um, also, Peter Safran talked about Zachary Levi, who's obviously Shazam, Gal Gadot, who is Wonder Woman, for now at least, and Ezra Miller. Everyone here for now at least. Yeah. He said that there's no reason why all these people you mentioned couldn't be part of the DCU. We just haven't decided what the story is, uh, what we want to tell that incorporates Shazam or uh, Aquaman. Oh, yes. Um, we didn't, he said, specifically, though we don't know in what capacity, we didn't let uh, Gal go. Mm. So I guess we'll find out. Ezra's movie is already made. That is a problem that they have to deal with no matter what. Yeah. It costs too much money, and apparently it's so good that they the have to release it. The best movie anyone's yeah. ever made. Uh, People have wept at the cinema. Yeah, but and Henry doesn't fit for what I have for Superman. That was what James Gunn said. So he also said, oh, that was, maybe it was... Ugly. <laughs> My Superman's going to be really ugly. Big Argo. Yeah. I think this is Saffron said, we fully support the journey. This logo have- just says, I'm a big loser. And there's an arrow <laughs> that points up to his face. <laughs> What's the S stand for? Well, on my planet, it stands for I'm a big loser. <laughs> a big loser. <laughs> they made me wear it. And now I'm just kind of, I've settled into it. So. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, this is in regards to Ezra Miller. We're fully supportive of that journey that they're on right now. Uh, when the time is right, when they feel that they are ready to have a discussion, we'll figure out the best way forward. Uh, but right now they're completely focused on their recovery. I think as soon as the flash comes out, mm-hmm. that is dead. Yeah. They will remove Ezra Miller, which I also think is probably a good idea yeah. at this point. James Gunn also mentioned this week that he doesn't agree with um, necessarily everything that an actor says, and this is in regards to Zachary, Zachary Levi. Levi yeah. He's like, Pfizer's whatever, and, 
And look, I know, <laughs> like, no, well, I don't agree that it is whatever. <laughs> I know that, like, you could that could be taken as a general statement against big pharma. Yeah, nobody's pro fucking big pharma, mm. but I think it is very specifically. Yet. Yeah, we'll take about, that money, like vaccine stuff. But yeah, James Gunn yeah. is just like, I don't know, I don't agree with everybody, and mm, sure. so whatever. Yeah. It is just look, r- regardless of, of your opinion on any of that stuff. What a terrible time to 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 tweet that at all. Like, regardless of what <laughs> he meant, movies whether, whether it's a, a dog whistle to anti-vax people or it's just a thing where he's like, yeah, I don't like the fact that there are big corporations or whatever, the fact that it could be interpreted a bunch of ways and you chose now to say it, what were you thinking? Some people say hero, though, what a hero. Some people would say what a hero. That'd be like the perfect time to say that. But not the money men at Warner Brothers. No. They'd be like, don't do that. Why would you do it? Uh, it's also mentioned here that where they're working with Ben Affleck, who really wants to be part of our architecture team, trying to bring things together, mm-hmm. and he really wants to direct one of our projects, and we're looking forward to uh, to him doing that. I wonder if that's going to be his Batman movie, Boston Batman. Boston Batman, get in the car, get in the car. It's the Batmobile. Get in the Batmobile car. <laughs> yes, yes. Precisely. Uh, Cool, he's a good director, mm-hmm. so, you know, why not? Mm, yeah. And he doesn't have to be Batman anymore. True. Yes, and he true. loves that, I think. Oh, it's, he, oh, he would 100% direct a Batman movie so he can just, every day he just walks in and just... Eats you know, a donut. Eats a donut in jeans and a, and a sweatshirt. With, and, holding and, a cigarette. And there's just, he just sees the, the new Batman come in and he's just like, yep, great, how's, how's the suit? Uncomfortable? Yeah, it is, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, how you five hours you've been in that? Yeah. Well, it'll be five more, won't it? Yeah, we are, well, we I, can leave today. We extra made this one that you can't pay in it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Doubly yeah. so. Yeah, it <laughs> circulates around the suit and it runs down your eyes. <laughs> but that's Hollywood. Yeah, and you knew right. that yeah. going in. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. Uh, and I guess just to wrap this up, uh, video games. Ooh. Uh, this is by DC.com. This is the head of DC Studios, uh, James Gunn, explained this. It's not like we're going to have <laughs> that guy. Never heard of him. <laughs> it's not like we're going to have a Superman movie come out and then we have this Superman game come out. It's more like that we'll have a Superman film that comes out. Then maybe two years later we have a Supergirl movie coming out. So then, what's the story in between there? Oh, uh, so yeah, I think you can tell like smaller or different or you know whatever narrative. Yeah, from bridging that. the gap, I guess. Yeah, yeah, which I think is cool. It also takes the pressure off having a game released at the same time as a movie. Mm. But also, I don't care if games tie into. I, I want games to be good and I don't care yeah. with it, if it's the same Superman. I don't give a shit. And the answer of what happens in between the Superman movie and the Supergirl movie is nothing. <laughs> so it really takes the pressure off the game design. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's just Clark Kent sitting in his apartment wearing a T-shirt that says, I'm a big loser or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's everything. Whoa. Big this, week. This is pretty promising. Early days, but we'll see. Yeah. We'll see how the next eight to ten years shakes out. We'll see how it shakes out. We'll see how... How much of what has been said here is hyperbole and what is real stuff? Will we get a true, true detective style? Yep. Will the money run out? Will the money run out is a great question. Yeah. I don't know if you're, you're aware of this, but in the CW there's the, a character called Diggle. He's an yep, original character. Yep. And there was apparently in the last you know few seasons of the CW shows, there was a big long-running idea that he would become a Green Lantern somehow. Yeah. And at the end he's just – and then at one point he gets like a, a, a mysterious box with a green glow in it and he's like he can't open the box and obviously there's a Green Lantern ring in there and at the end they were just like, no, he chooses not to take the – Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because he couldn't get the box open. Couldn't get the box open. He hit it with a rock and everything. <laughs> and he's made. He had a welder, a welding torch. Really? No, I don't know. Well, but I think – That's I, television. I think there's some – there was some justification around we don't, we don't want to put – 
Greenland's on TV for it yet, and this is probably exactly the reason. Yeah. But I think it's just funny that he had this whole story arc of like, is he gonna? And he's just like, I've chosen not to do this. <laughs> I um, know what this is, and I've chosen not to. I don't know. I think so. Bizarre. That's like work <laughs> yeah. to me. I don't like it. Give me a regular gun any day. <laughs> they fire in space, right? No. Oh no. Now, Mason, we've had an exciting time in the show so far with various news and whatnot. You've been here. You know what I'm talking about. It's been about. great. It's been incredible. Maybe the best episode we've ever had. Well, I think it's about to be, Mason, because it's not very often that we get a guest that we actually want to have uh, in the studio. It's really quite a pleasant surprise, you know, when somebody just slithers in through the door without us knowing and we look up and they're there and we're like, what the hell? That's somebody who's very talented and we've been a big fan of her work for a long time. Do you know who I'm talking about? I refuse to look to my right, so no, <laughs> I do not know who you're talking about. Give me, give me some clues and I'll see if I can work. Okay, sure, Mason. Well, look, she's probably best known, and this is her words, and look, I don't think it's strictly true, from uh, maybe some guest appearance in Auntie Donna, even an unofficial member or even an official member. One of my favourite Auntie Donna skits. You wrote one of their skits and riddles. Yeah, the um, <laughs> uh, Bev, the the one of the boys. Oh, one sketch. of the boys. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. love it. it's it's such a journey of like <laughs> sadness and friendship and misunderstanding, and you, you. afterwards you're like, oof. I, I, that, there's just a lot in it. Thank you. Know? you. I wanted so it to go to Sundance, but <laughs> we haven't heard back. So she sounds like a comedy writer, sure, and performer. Yeah, there's definitely elements of that because there's comedian. Obviously, she's an amazing singer, writer, actor. Uh, Average Bear, her stand-up special is on Paramount Plus as we speak. If you're in Australia or if you're not in Australia and there's a VPN. Yeah, was it on? Was it on? Where is it? Uh, else place? Else places? Else places? <laughs> it is literally only in Australia on Paramount okay. Plus, and that's because it's still it's um, about to tour overseas, so you can't watch it oh, on the telly. Yeah. You have to get out of your fucking house. Look, we and we. I do want to talk about tour dates and all the things that you've got going on. By the way, that show, it, Average Bear, is it's amazing. It's oh incredible. No, like it I'm really shy. is. I actually watched it. Well, actually, I listened to it again today because I was, was with my kids. But what a journey. Like it starts as one thing and you're like, this is a bit of fun. Look at this as a bear and whatever. And then it's just like this roller coaster of emotions and sadness and grief and fun and joy. Dad, I made you this gift. Get, Get out, out of here. here. I'm listening to Michelle I'm Frazier on Average Bear. Yeah, I'm experiencing <laughs> real emotion. But look, before we do any of that, you're a big Fast and Furious fan. Michelle Brazier's here, by the way. Oh, yeah, sorry. Did we, did, I, did we say your name? Hi, I'm Michelle Brazier. Hi, Michelle. And I'm here. I mm. slithered in. <laughs> yes, that's right. So you're a big fan of the franchise. I um, am the biggest, possibly the biggest fan of the Fast and Furious franchise. People might know her, in addition from being from Auntie Donna and, and uh, Average Bear on Paramount Plus, you might know her from an episode of Dugon. Where she yeah, got, an award-winning episode of yeah. Dugon. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. the Golden Crab, I think. It did. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. In, in, which she, uh, in which she recapped the entirety of the Fast and Furious franchise. And we thought, yeah. look, yep. it's one week until the Fast X, Fast 10-year buttholes, yep. uh, full trailer is coming out, and we thought there's, there's one more week before we we can do just absolute rampant speculation mm. based on absolutely nothing. Yep. And uh, the Fast X uh, promo poster is out and we're like, we need a bona fide expert. Yeah, we need someone mm-hmm. who knows what they're mm-hmm. doing. Mm-hmm. So you've actually, you've got it on your phone and you've got <laughs> yep. it face down. I've saved it. <laughs> I've saved it for the first look for with you guys. Am I, do you want to hear Yeah, 100%. But if you don't say, wow, this has all been a waste of time. So (laughs) if you have a pre-canned response, that would be great. All right, no, I'm ready. Okay, hang on, hang on. Mm, Yeah, okay, yeah, no, very, okay, the end of the road begins. Does it it feel like it could be from any... 
movie except for the first one? Yes. Yes, it <laughs> you does. You know, like there's no, I don't feel like there's anything kind of like. There's no clues. No, there's no clue. It's it's just like what Vin Diesel has looked like for the past 18 years. But I do, I do think having looked at that the poster, I, I feel like maybe he went to like the production designer or photographer and he's like, okay, well, this is fast. This is fast X. Yep. So maybe I should be wearing my X. And yeah. like, yeah, what? You know, my ex with Jesus on. The ex with Jesus on. You know, my Jesus ex. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. So how how does that feel? Does it it excite you at all? It feels solemn. It feels (laughs) sensual. Yeah. I'm very, very excited for this film. I am slightly concerned they're going to CGI Paul Walker in. I have a note. Uh, Do you have a bad feeling that Paul Walker is going to return? (laughs) Yeah, because he just keeps – Vin Diesel on Instagram keeps posting. I know, right? Fast One trailers and mm. just like all of this, like he's not really focusing on anything else other than Paul Walker. Yeah. Sometimes you need to let dead men be dead. I completely agree. Not yeah. in Hollywood. No, not Sometimes. in Hollywood. Not in Hollywood, baby. How do you, how do you feel about that idea in general? Because like, you know, they obviously get his brothers back to play him and it's all, you know, his family all supportive, et cetera, and so forth. But it always feels ghoulish, <laughs> like it's, every time. Uh, I guess the first time I get it because he was alive when they were filming that. And yeah. so they finish the movie. The first one makes sense. Yeah. That all makes sense. We need to f- finish filming this movie. It's kind of a tribute to him as a film. It depends on how they use him. But it yeah. would, I mean, listen, if some car, <laughs> like if it's like, you know, Dark Knight of the Soul, Vin's about to be killed, everyone else is on the ground, a car pulls up and it's Brian's car and <laughs> Paul Walker's CGI ghost gets out of that car, I will scream. I will be like the happiest girl in the whole world. Even if it's ethically unsound, <laughs> it makes me feel horny. Yeah, maybe, fair maybe, enough. He's got, maybe he's got the kids in the back. Yeah. He's got guns. Maybe yeah, they do. Because he's always babysitting. That's yeah. what he's, he's always, yeah. Uncle Brian. It, it, it's also really weird how they've treated him in the franchise because like in the real world he's obviously dead and we all know that. Mm. But he's alive in the movies but they also talk about him like he's dead. Yeah, like he's retired. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know why he looks after the kids. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I just, I mean, they had that, the last one that he was in was like, you know, he's had enough of the bullets and he just wants to drive minivans and I don't know. But then he's like, the mother of his children is there and, yeah. and doing all the adventures and I, I don't know. Yeah, he doesn't I, mind her going out. <laughs> no, he's risking her life. I never believed in that relationship, if I'm honest, from the get-go. But, yeah, uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't the best vibe. No. Well, the thing is, in real life, he was attracted to younger women, I that think. Is, that is a factor. <laughs> Which is kind of a full-on yeah. thing. It's good to not explore that. I completely agree. Isn't it good? You could just let that part of yourself, if you have it, just maybe just let it sit idle, just, you know? Just, like, like a car. Like an idling just, WRX. Yes, just <laughs> pop it in a box. <laughs> don't, don't. Look at it. Don't let anyone look at it. Just shush, shush, shush. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now, do you have more Well, I was going to say, what are you, like, what, what, um, what barrier, what barriers are left to, to explore? For deep jump. sea. Because we went to space. Okay. Uh, yeah. That's yeah, what yeah. I, I've been thinking about this a uh-huh. lot. And I think deep sea. Space of the The w- space of the, <laughs> the earth. Of yes. the earth. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Uh-huh. That's a, he's a real space of the earth kind of guy. <laughs> I just feel like space would be – where else are we going to go? Either mm. it's just street racing or we're going to the bottom of the ocean. Oh, yeah, maybe yeah. they go back to basics. Into a maybe volcano a, maybe? That would be pretty okay, rad. Yeah, well, that's right. what they're doing for new Avatar, next new Avatar. They're going oh, to a volcano. I, you know, I haven't seen The Way of Water, but I have seen uh, Wakanda Forever, which I think is the same. <laughs> they're not, You're not dissimilar. Wrong. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, the avatars mm. are there yeah. and they're doing their thing. There so. certainly is blue underwater people. Uh, who do you think's coming back? I feel like at this isn't, point. Isn't Gal, isn't Gal Gadot is coming, coming back, back yeah. apparently, even though she fell out of that plane. Yeah, yeah. that makes 100% <laughs> 
Like, yep. of course she's not dead. No. Of course she's not dead. And will she reunite with Han? Like, what's going to happen? Yeah, because exactly. That was a love story for the ages. That one felt real to me. Like, it genuinely. Felt so I like that one. Yeah. I cried the first time when she was like, Where do you want to go next? And like, he would always say somewhere else before Tokyo. And then he finally was like, Tokyo. And it was like, No. Don't go to Tokyo. <laughs> Tokyo. And then it's like, It doesn't matter if you go to Tokyo because you're unbreakable. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, we were talking about this recently. What did you think about the reveal that Han just wasn't in that car that exploded? He was across the street. He just I... wasn't. <laughs> You just loved wasn't, it. You loved it. Okay, I was good. like, yeah, See, I'm this on board. Is the yeah, yeah. Yes. I think we're too critical. You're we've, right. We've yeah. ruined our lives with cynicism where we're like, I I'm, want a rational yeah. explanation. I've never. I think I'm, we should go in there like that. Opposite of a cynic. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. Honestly, it's a huge. It, I can't believe that I'm not a in some religious cult. Like, I am <laughs> so. I will just get on board. Yeah. I've watched every season of Doctor Who. No matter how bad it is, I'm like, that's oh, all right. Don't yeah. worry about it. That's kind of now. I, I st- love that. I stopped when Peter Capaldi came in on a tank playing a guitar. And I'm like, uh, I don't think this is. Uh, I'm going to come that's back. That's because you're dead inside, James. Yeah, no, yeah. We, yeah, exactly. Like I watch the start of every season, but obviously, you know, Tennant's coming back. And, I, you know, you yeah, always want to see what a Tenet, new doctor does. Tennant coming back? Yeah. That was crazy. Mm. Okay, my my prediction in Fast 10, your seatbelts, is that um, David Tennant's coming back. <laughs> All right, then. Great. Yeah. Cool. He's coming. And Billy Piper as Rose. That would be. <sighs> One, mm. I would love that actually. That would yeah. be really delightful. And Same. a motorcycle with a sidecar. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. And oh she's God. driving though. Yes. Oh, wow, that makes you think. He's the it? kind of person yeah. that would be like, I'll go in the sidecar. I think I the feel. guy who, the, the one guy who hasn't come back yet, and maybe I've mentioned this to you, James. Yeah. Remember the guy that's killed in the drive by in the first one? Oh, that, yeah. That goofy guy? Goofy guy? He, he gets into name? debt. Goofy, goofy guy. guy. Yeah, he's like, I'll bring he's him up. He's just a young little goofy guy. He gets guy, machine guns. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, because they're trying to save him. But yeah. he's, he's stuffed up. He's screwed up. Yeah. yeah. Apparently I mean, that would be back. great. If, oh, that's great. Oh, he yeah. is back. Okay. Apparently he's back. And, like, back. the guy from the random guy who came back in the last film who was just, like, the random driver guy who was like, I'm here and I'm kind of doing space stuff. I love that. I love that just oh, every, every extra guys, will come yeah, back. Yeah. Maybe Ja Rule will come back. Oh, yeah. I think Ja Rule's bitter. He okay. is bitter. He That's should be. Fault. He yeah, fucked up. Fault. He yeah. turned it yep. down. Yep. Yeah. He thought he was too good. Yeah. Now look at him. Idiot. So. Not in these movies. Yeah. yeah. Okay, one more question then. All right. Because I'm ready. Is it so, for me? Well, yeah, I mean, it's for the room. <laughs> okay. Um, every, like, the last three or four or five or six of these, it's like there's a bad guy and then they slowly come You in join, the, the, family. join yeah, the family. Yeah, which is beautiful. What if in this one there's a horrific betrayal? And who would it be? Like within the family. Within the family. Oh somebody God. like they 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 take it and they turn it. Mamma mia. Yeah, right. Well, I think Charlize has to join the family. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Who uh-huh. is she related to in these movies? Is she like Statham's sister? Yeah, is that somebody maybe. else's Helen Mirren's Helen Mirren is Statham's mum. And Luke Look, Statham's brother, who was in the coma. Yes. Luke, whose Evans. name's Luke Evans in real life. Yes. But she maybe she's not related. No, I don't think she's <laughs> yeah. related. Huh. She's yeah. just a she's just a yes. bad ass. Yeah, Maybe she could marry into the family. She'll marry into the family. Into Maybe the family, yeah. Gal Gadot resurfaces. She is dating Cypher. And now it's like a Charlize and Gal and like Gal's torn between her past because yeah, she finds yeah. out she's gonna she's gonna go in and get them, but then she sees Han. She's like, Oh my god, Han's back. <laughs> do I what do I value more? Money yeah. or my family, but is Shelley's my family? Maybe everyone's my family, and then they're barbecued. And then okay, that's perfect. That's actually well. Great. That's also similar to what happened when Michelle Rodriguez came back and was like, "I don't remember being in a family." And then she's like, "Actually, I do. I, I remember now. <laughs> yeah. It was good. It was good. She rules. She does, doesn't she? Yeah. Any? What are you going to do? Oh, after? sorry. No, I've got. Look, I've just got a lot of questions that have been building up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you going to do after eleven? 
Like once it's it's not going to stop. No, though, it's not right? going to stop. You're right. Just wait for twelve, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Are you going to watch Fast and Furious animated adventures or whatever that little show for kids? Oh, yeah, was? there's that. Netflix oh, on series. the te- on the Netflix. Yeah. Um, no, I have not watched that. <laughs> no. I hope they continue the Hobbs and Shaw franchise. To be completely honest. Really? Yeah, I loved Hobbs and Shaw. I told <laughs> you, I am not a cynic. No, yeah, you're sure. right. Okay, we we fight at dawn and then it's suddenly midnight or the opposite way around and now it's a storm. I don't care if it's only been half an hour. It can be any type of lighting you want. I believe in you, Hobbs and Shaw. Do whatever you want. <laughs> it wasn't so much the lighting, I think, of that movie for me. It was like... <laughs> you I didn't think that was crazy? I didn't think about it. Like, Okay. I, I, they, it was, in this they were universe, like, there's half an hour of... Nighttime, it, and it's it, dawn again. It was quite mad. Yeah, like That's it right, was. They showed up, and he was like, "I'm ready with all my Samoan family or whatever." Yeah, which was yeah. amazing. And then he was holding a truck, and in, in the in the he side was of just holding clip. a truck. Yeah, but just like he had like nanotechnology, the bad guy that meant he could, yeah, like punch people through time or whatever that <laughs> was happening. Yeah. I just kind of, and I don't that's know. how David Tennant gets in. That, actually, <gasps> if, they, if they brought that back around, then There's that's a different fine. version of me that like sits inside a dark room and writes fan fiction. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a question. I know. We, we, oh, wow. We, I thought I, we were done with questions. All right. Because The Rock doesn't want to do them anymore. He's been very publicly like, I hate you, Vin Diesel. Stop texting me. You're He's just dads. shy. I know yeah. my dads are fighting. Mm. But I think also, I think maybe I have a new dad. I'll talk about it later. All right. All right. I'm shy. Okay. Yeah. Getting some Dave Batista vibes. Mm. Or the Ronald Weasley guy. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about Ronald it. Ronald Weasley cannot be my dad because he was my sexual awakening. <laughs> okay. That's Not probably, sure. yeah. Right. No, you're right. That's a great point. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad we clarified he that. He was all of our sexual awakenings, right? Yeah. Yeah. I remember we had that 100%. phone call. We were yeah. like, yep, like, guys, at the same time, are you right? feeling weird about this <laughs> in your pants? I got that MSN notification. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <who's> the- <laughs> Oh, it's Michelle and James. All right, here we go. <laughs> Finally, something to talk about with this. Anyways, your new show. Could you just like just talk about it? What what what's happening? Tour dates, all of it. <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. So, uh, Average Bear, my Average Bear tour. Yeah. Okay. So, Average Bear, which you can see on Paramount Plus, if you are in Australia. Um, but if you're in London, you can see it March. Uh, I think I think it's the sixth. It'll be in the show. Notes. To I the twelfth. It'll be in the show. Notes. I can bring up the dates. I have. A, yeah. So, yeah. so it's 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 like the first or second week of March yep. in London at Soho Theatre. It's uh, about a bear who's afraid to go into hibernation. Mm-hmm. Her friends keep calling her, and they're like, "Babe, we're at hibernation." We're doing shots. Where is, are you? Is that, is that uh, a metaphor Naomi Higgins for your life? And is that a metaphor for your life, Michelle? Or is it's, it, is it's it a, real? It is a metaphor. It's real. No, it's oh, real. It's a real bear. <laughs> okay. um, yeah. And yes, it's played by Naomi Higgins and Mitch yep. Witrip. That's what I thought. Well yeah, picked. Yeah. And a lot you. of people at Edinburgh Fringe Festival coming out and being like crying, wiping their tears away, and then being like, was it Naomi and Mitch? And I was like, yes, <laughs> it was. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's about this bear and it's also about me and my family and a genetic disorder that we share and mm. loss and a fire and learning to walk again and cheesels and um, yeah, just making a choice of like, you know, if you, if you found out you had less time to live than the average bear, how would you yeah. spend your life? How would you spend your time? So yeah, that's what it's about. It's got songs. It's a very, listen, it's going to be good. Like it's award winning. It is you know good. I mean? It is good. It's We've incredible. It. I've it. done it enough times now to say it's good. It's very rarely mm. had an unsold seat. Mm. Like it's just. It's it's a solid one. I've done crap work before, but this <laughs> this is reliable. Name one of the things. No, don't. Um, <laughs> uh, my fan fiction about David Tennant. No, that was good. I disagree. <laughs> That's good. It was Some of your the best. logic was bulletproof in that. I thought. Now <laughs> I've you. seen I've seen Average Bear live. James has seen it on 
on Paramount Plus. Twice. You, no, sorry, I listened once and like, I watched regardless, the other yes. Regardless <laughs> of what format you see it in, it's a great show. So yeah. People should. Completely uh, agree. Question though. Yes. Do people in London know what a cheesel is? Well, I say cheese its Nice. Oh, okay, yeah. Sure, yeah. yeah. Nice. Don't worry, exactly. I'm culturally aware. Okay, yeah, great. That's that's I come to the table. All right, good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's also, you've got some um, legacy as well because you're touring around Australia. Yes, Legacy is my new show, which yeah. is so funny that like Legacy is the big theme of Fast 10. Yes. Mm. And it's it's not a Fast 10 show. I just want to clarify <laughs> it's not about that. It's, I mean, it could be. It's good to hit that on the head though. Yeah. So people know what they're walking into. It's not about that. It's mm. about um it's about essentially it's about choosing to uh, have dogs instead of children. Yeah. And it asks the question if um Oh, I should have done one or the other. Yeah, you yeah, realized yeah, yeah, yeah. You only need one to get into the club. Do you want the to Qantas take club. my kids or children on the way out? I'll take your dogs. I love them okay. both so much. I love I love the old one in particular. Yeah, yeah. I love them both. Thank you very much for the gift of your dogs. Um what was the what was I talking about? My show. Yeah, legacy. Yeah. That's also you're also touring that one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm touring that in Australia and that one. Yeah, it's just it's about like a legacy that I feel like I've been building for a little girl who doesn't exist because she'd absolutely ruin it. Um, and it's just about that. It's about that. It's about women trying to have it all. And it's also about a mystery of this different Michelle Brazier who I found and about all the different decisions that lead you to be a different person. And oh. I um, Yeah, it's just a search for this girl who I ended up with $10.50 uh, of hers. Oh. And I tr- tried to track her down and, and give it back to her. Because, okay, so what happened? So, you know Mission Zach? Mission yeah, Zach, yeah, yeah. Like was Amarama. Um, so they were having a little showing and I had a comp ticket. I went along at the Lido Cinema. I went and I was obviously surrounded by, you know, Donna fans because it's a Zach event. And I so I had a little hat on and I was like, you know, just trying to blend in. I don't mind being recognised, but if it's at an event like that, I'm like, oh, I don't want to cause a disruption because I'm such a celeb. <laughs> um, so we put on a hat and I went up to the front of the line and I was like, hi, I've got uh, some tickets for Michelle Brazier. And they went and had a look. They were like, no, there's no tickets for Michelle Brazier. I was like, don't say my name. And then they were <laughs> like, I was like, they're comp tickets. And they're like, oh, you should have said they were comps. So I was like, I didn't know that I should. I'm sorry. Yeah. And then they you went away. Said that. Yeah, they went away again. They came back and they were like, uh, there's no comp tickets in the comp area, but there is this. And they gave me an envelope, a Lido branded envelope. And on it had been written Michelle Brazier and then a dollar sign. And um, they handed it to me and I said, is this the tickets? They said no. And I said, okay. What? Um, and I opened it up and it had $10.50 and mostly coins. And I said, are the tickets $10.50? They said no. And I said, okay, this isn't mine. You you, you, ha- you take this back and I'll, I'll buy a ticket. And they said, well, we can't accept this. And I said, why? And they said, we don't take cash. And I said- what? <laughs> we what only give fuck? cash. <laughs> we only give cash at the leader. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so then I um yeah, I went on a mission to try and track down this other Michelle Brazier because I'd never met one before. Yeah. And so yeah, and then it became this obsession with like the you know this version of me who I could have been and what's her legacy look like. Was that the genesis of the idea for the show? Yes. Or was that Okay. Cool. Yeah. 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 It was that. Awesome. So, yeah. Well, we'll link all that below. Yeah. Your website specifically, <laughs> uh, which has all the tour dates and uh, various videos Does and it? things that you've Doesn't been my in. my manager good? Yeah, look at all yeah. this. It's yeah. like a really good, it's like oh, a real so website. That I mean, you're all, you won that. taken by Evan Munro-Smith. Ah. I mean, some of your TV credits aren't here, but, you know. That's, yeah. that's... Mm. Did they mention that you won that big crab or whatever? Is that on here? No, the crab's not on there. Okay, it should right. get its own page. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah probably yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big yeah. crab. <laughs> crab. Big crab winner, Michelle Brazier. <laughs> ABC TV's mad as hell. There Great show. Go. Okay. Uh, Utopia, get cracking. Mm. Yeah. History. You've done it all, Michelle. I literally have been yeah. on many shows. It's absurd. Good. It's a legacy. That's true. And that's this one, which we appreciate. Title of the show. Now, before we get into Knock at the Cabin, it's well known, uh, Mason and I have discussed this, that you love a romp. 
You love the movie Jungle Cruise. Yes. Which also gets a, gets a little bit of play. I love Jungle Cruise. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's ever said that, but that's okay. Uh, that's great. We I love Jungle you. Cruise. I also love Jumanji. No, that's, oh, that's oh, I love Jumanji, yeah. yeah. Like every Jumanji. New, old, whatever. Yep, I, don't, I love Jumanji. I don't disagree with that. Um, I met, I, I didn't, okay, so I became friends with Karen Gillan's husband. Oh, really? And I, I didn't know that it was that they were married and then mm. she was sitting in the dressing room. We were sharing a dressing room. She was sitting there and I've never felt so panicked in my life because I just kept saying to Tim, I just kept saying, Jumanji, Jumanji, Jumanji. That's Tim, Ruby Jumanji. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, it was quite a lot um, and I hope she didn't hear it um, and I hope she never finds out. So I shouldn't say it in a public place. Yeah, probably not. I'm, I'm probably going to tell him next time I see him. I'm yeah, just yeah. going to have to say, listen to me. Yeah. You simply must know. you got the Amy Pond thing as well. Yeah, there's like, a, that's lot. a lot going on there. She's a large figure in my life and I did not know <laughs> She was going to be. She was going to be just a, a wife of a friend. Yeah, bizarre. Anyway, so what I what I guess I'm leading up to is that knock at the cabin is not what you traditionally call a a romp. I guess you know, <laughs> like I, I wish it was a better week for you to come on to discuss a movie. You know, maybe. I'm okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just I, I just want to apologise, not because I think it's a terrible movie necessarily, but uh-huh. you know, you know, it's I just want to put that out there. Anyway, we normally talk box office up top. Twenty million. Uh, it cost twenty million dollars. It's made like fourteen point five in the US. It's partially financed by M Night himself, and there's some kind of deal with Universal. It's based on a book called The Cabin at the End of the World, which is a better title. Yeah. Uh, knock at the cabin. Yeah, it doesn't. I like, want to talk about that. Doesn't like knock at the cabin. Knock at the I cabin. think maybe because you remember Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, uh, I think maybe maybe they're like it's a bit similar, and people think it's the thing with the Chris. Maybe they think nobody saw Cabin in the Woods. I they loved Cabin in the Me Woods. Me too. Yeah. There's a bit of Cabin in the Woods. Do you know the, the musical? Um, is it called Cabin in the Woods, a musical? Into the Woods. We're three college students on our way to out an old abandoned cabin in the woods. Oh, yeah. It goes like that. I've never like heard that. It. It's I like a parody musical. No, no. Ah, oh, it's good fun. We're thinking of different <laughs> cabins in the woods. As... No, I've seen the, the other oh, cabin uh, in the woods. Okay. <laughs> okay, right. Uh, anyway, I have to ma- ask Mason what he thinks the story was. It's part no, of the show. I'm sorry. Uh, Maybe just... it's Evil Dead, the musical. I don't know. Okay. Evil Dead. Please okay. don't at me about this. I can't keep up with the internet. <laughs> <laughs> there is a lot going on the internet. I hate it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's bad. Not a fan. It was a mistake, I think. <laughs> yeah. In, 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 in a lot. Somewhere of post MSN. Okay, so there's a there's a there's a little family and they've gone up to a little cabin and they're uh, there's three of them. Yeah. There's two dads and a little girl and they're in yep. the cabin. And they're having a great time. Mm-hmm. The four people show up. Yeah, comes Dave Batista, and then there's and a knock at so the cabin. Nice. He's so there nice. Are, specifically, there are seven knocks. Oh, I didn't count. Okay. I noticed because I was like, "This is an unsettling amount of knocks. <laughs> <laughs> it's too many." Oh, I wonder if that's da, intentional. Da, 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 da. <laughs> it was like this. Can they hear me? Can you guys hear me? So there wasn't even like a rhythm. Well, that's sort of a rhythm, just like that. Mm. Yeah, I was like, "What the fuck is this? <laughs> what do you it. call this?" <laughs> I think right. I know and they're, in a, they're, in a, they're 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 like let us in. Yeah, let us. Anyway, let us we're going to do a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah something's yeah. going to happen. Yeah, I feel like he gets like a bad rap when you consider like his filmography, M Night, because I think there's so much of it is good. Like his early work, obviously, but he's if, incredible. I agree. Like if you look at most di- directors' filmography, they haven't had this many hits. And I know there's like After Earth and Avatar and whatever, which are not good. You know the Will Smith one where he's. I don't know this. What is this? It's, it's, Did he direct that? Yeah, he directed it. It's a post-apocalyptic huh. Will Smith and Jaden Smith crash land on Earth in the future and there's like big birds and stuff. I haven't, I haven't seen it. <laughs> I mean, that sounds like a romp. It's, yeah. It does. 
It does, but it's uh, universally not uh, not not loved. Have you guys seen Journey to the Center of the Earth and We're, Journey Two? I've seen the original, but none of the newer ones. Okay. Not the Brendan Fraser one. Oh, the... you gotta watch that Brendan <laughs> Fraser one. It's very good. That's the first one before he didn't he didn't get replaced by The Rock, right? Because the yes. second one was yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, do, what what what's your like history with like this guy? Do you like do you, have you enjoyed his work? Uh, we we go way back. Yeah, yeah. We were lovers. Mm. <laughs> uh, M Night and I. No, I I like him. Yeah. I mean, I think if old hadn't been called old, it wouldn't have been so upsetting. Yeah. I think like that. There's just particular decisions that I'm like, you may have weird decision, but I mean, like, I like the sixth sense is like. There's so many, like, you, when we just think about, like, twists, mm. you just think about this person. Like, he's a cultural icon. Yeah. And he has cool hair. I he don't know. Like which is how I judge a person. Yeah. He likes a little cameo in every movie. I yeah. know, he's like, he's such a cutie. He's like, I'm just being in my movie. Don't, don't look at me. I'm in the movie. <laughs> Who am I going to be this time? Yeah, it's so cute, Stan Lee. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I enjoyed Old a lot. And I think, like, the ridiculousness of it, like, the premise alone and the fact that we, when we talked about it, we called it the beach that makes you old and just saying, like, that again and again. Yes. I just loved everything about it and the idea. And it's just so bizarre. And the way that people interact with each other is weird because it's, it's not our people talk to each other like at no, all no which i like i loved it yeah it was a weird little art house move and i i loved it i love i mean mm. i just love that he's so powerful that he can go guys there's a beach that makes you <laughs> old and to escape you have to spoilers go through <laughs> a coral tunnel what do you think yeah. and everyone goes yeah. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, and there'll yeah, be yeah, a rapper yeah, yeah. there and his name is Midsize Sedan. What do you <laughs> think about that? <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, I think he's a cool guy. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I've never met him, even though we were lovers. It was online, it was through MSN. <laughs> sure. I also admire. <laughs> oh, it's him nice. <laughs> <laughs> he seems to texting me on MSN Messenger being like, Have you seen that Rupert Grint and Harry Potter? <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. He, um,. I love also that he's gone more independent because he kind of made these big budget things and he's talked about how, like, he kind of got caught up in the system and last week he was talking about how with, like, The Last Airbender, which is atrocious, how, the, oh, like, yeah, he just leaned that. into the studio system and trusted that that kind of, that would carry him through this project and he realised oh. that this isn't really the things he wants to make and then he started... Like Iron Man. Like Iron Man. Like Iron Man, like exactly. Like when, when, when Thingo made Chef, which is a, uh, an allegory for Iron exactly. Man. Exactly. Mm. I hope anyone knows what I'm talking about. Just anyone. No, no, people know. People I love know Chef. Ben, who edits for us, he made a video on that specifically. Like cool. Chef being an allegory for like the Iron Man franchise and John Favreau and whatever, cool. whatever. So, I love yeah. John Favreau. I know, right? I yeah. love big men. <laughs> well, <laughs> we very feel cuddly. very yeah. uh, inadequate then. <laughs> <laughs> I love tiny men. Thank oh, thank you. you. Thank thank but you. medium sized men. Not medium. Get no. out of here. Not regular sedan. Yeah, not no, a mid sized sedan man. Yeah. I think also with these movies, and I, I didn't like this one as much as old, you really just kind of have to buy into the premise. Like you just have to be like, okay, this is happening and it's silly and there's a lot of like, if you think about the wider world and the existence of God and the apocalypse and yeah. and, and all these things, it's like I don't think this is, makes much sense. Well, my first question when I walked out was yeah. like, is, is M. Night a Christian? Right. I, okay, I was like, yeah, this yeah. feels like propaganda. Well, which one? <laughs> <laughs> Which one was it? Wasn't Signs? Was it the vi- visit? Well, the Signs is about like lack of faith. Yeah. And, uh-huh. Uh huh. Mel Gibson's wife gets like smashed by a car and, mm. and whatever. Um, yeah. yeah. That's the one I'm thinking of. But also, the village is about that as well, isn't it? I, I haven't seen it in a long time. 
Oh, the village. A bit of fun. Oh, God. I guessed the twist and I thought You like, guessed that twist. I felt like uh, Mulder or Scully. I felt so smart. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, what I what I thought was one of the, the downsides of this movie was not so much the little girl in it. It's the fact that she gets this, like, weird adult dialogue and then she just, like, clings to a man for the rest of the movie and doesn't, like, yeah. participate I think- in it. And she's just kind of yeah. like there, and that's kind of. I thought it. she was she was a cool kid, but yeah, give her more stuff to say. Yeah. When she's talking to the grasshoppers, she seems really like aware of stuff. Yeah. I guess that like they put that scene there to be like, this is the woman who has hopes and dreams and a future. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like you know, there's there's context for what we stand to important. lose. Important, but yeah. yeah, she didn't talk much. I saw a very mean tweet a long time ago about M Night Shyamalan that was basically like. All these movies look so gorgeous, but the dialogue is like atrocious. Like mm. it was uh, like his like his Spielberg and Tommy Wiseau in the same guy kind of thing. Uh, and I think like this movie looks so much like speaking of the grasshoppers, just that opening scene where she's collecting the grasshoppers. Yeah. Yeah. It's incredible. The shots in and out of the cabin, the way they kinda like yeah, yeah, yeah. between, yeah. And I I think so much of that is just looks great, but it's just like this. There is this, some clunky dialogue, isn't mm. that? Like when Dave Batista says to her like she's collecting the little crickets and he's collecting the crickets and then they're having a conversation with the flowers. And he says to her, um, oh, I'm sorry, that's too much of a personal question even for this game. And it's like, what's this game? <laughs> what, what do you mean even for this game? Uh, what are you talking about? There's sir? also this weird disconnect <laughs> of like his great cinematography but then, and I don't know if you guys would agree with this, but like whenever they cut to like there's a cutaway to like a TV screen or like a – Mm. Like a mm. remote location or something like that, where like the rest of the movie feels so real. Yeah, and, the, and then it's like, and now let's watch this. Let's turn the news on, and it's like, news time, everybody. News time, everybody. But I had a question about that. That was like, well, maybe that's on purpose. I think doesn't it? Yeah, and I saw it today, and I can't stop thinking about it. Yeah, I think I liked it. It is. Yeah, I agree. Now, I know you hinted at like somebody that you may be in love with, and is your dad now. I'm assuming it's Dave Batista and his giant Daddy! performance. <laughs> Wasn't he so nice with his glasses and his button-up shirt? Mm. They're like, how are we going to make this man look gentle? <laughs> we'll put him in a little button-up with short sleeves and beautiful glasses. There's a part where he, like, loses his glasses, then he, like, fumbles and picks them mm. up puts them on, and I went, oh. <laughs> oh, he's filmed it. He's so, so filmed Oh, he's so beautiful. What a sweet, sweet man. Mm. I saw that thing this week where he was talking about how he's he never like, been I'll in never a, be a romantic rom- lead. Yeah. I don't think oh. that's true. I'll never be, I'll never be in a rom rom com. I think they should. He could. Put him they could totally rom-com. be yeah, in a rom com. Put him in a rom com. Yeah, put him in a rom com. I'd put him in a rom com. Mm. He'd be great. He's so likable. Yeah, he really is. Like of the, all the actors turned wrestlers, and this isn't like a <laughs> controversial opinion. <laughs> he's easily like the best. Better than Hulk Hogan. It's well, I, everyone loves Swoog, Commando, <laughs> Santa with muscles, etc. And so for three ninjas and high noon. But no, like he's so subtle and. He's a lot tied. Yeah. yeah. And I guess also he's been working on like that. Like The Rock is working on being like the biggest actor he's in the world. He's a star. The biggest man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a different kind Dave of Dave Bautista's thing. like, I want to be a storyteller. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you're so I, big. I wonder if Dave Bautista <laughs> started out like wanting to be just an actor actor, but then he was too big and they're like, well, maybe. Yeah. Well, you, this is your other option is to be a wrestler. because yeah, That makes sense because wrestling yeah. is like that. I've been to wrestling school. Really? Yeah. We had to go for an Auntie Donna sketch oh, where yeah. I beat, up, beat, all beat up all the boys. Oh, yeah, I love that one. Day, yeah, at like um, Melbourne City Wrestling. The, le- the levels of depth in that sketch also, like, <laughs> the madness of it. That was an M night. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. How was that? Uh, like really doing fun. that stunt work. Yeah. It's so cool. The main thing I came away with was like, 
Oh, okay. So it still really hurts. Oh, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's you. You're not going to kill each other, and you know what's coming. But it still really hurts. You're so still really putting it, yourself. It's like lessening the impact. Is it like it's hurting yourself as little as possible? Yeah, and just like ways that you can make it sound bigger. Like I learn about like when you fall on the ground, you like slap, um, mm. uh. slap the ground. But it also like it it you increase the area of your body, so you're it's less of a shock because your body is bigger and it has more surface area to take that okay, shock, yep. things like that. Mm. And, you know, learning how to pick up Mark Bonanno. That's something that everyone sure. has to learn on day one. Of <laughs> he's Melbourne. bigger than you'd think. He's bigger than you'd think. Yeah, he's, a, he's, he's a normal he's size normal man. Size. Yes. He's a mid-sized sedan. Yes. People think he's a small yeah. man, but it's just that, like, the other Ronan two are, freaks. are incredibly large. He's yeah. a tall boy. <laughs> Uh, the sketch is called How to Be Cool because I couldn't remember the name of it. I looked up Auntie Donna Bullying and there's like three other skits that, are, that have bullying in the name. So it's called How to Be Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a great series, that um, Glenridge. Um, it was fun, huh? Yeah. Uh, anyway, Jonathan Groff, Ben Aldridge, really good as the two dads. He's yeah. from Fleabag. He's like the sexy one that she's sleeping with at the start of Fleabag. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then he disappears later because she's like, I'm not doing sex anymore. And he's like, Man, oh, Fleabag. Fleabag's so good. I thought you were going to be like, Fleabag sucks. Nah, Fleabag's <laughs> so good. Remember when, remember in Fleabag, I don't know if you guys feel the same. You're both straight, is that correct? Correct. Yes. Okay, yeah. so I don't know if it's, you, you still it feel it as straight, exclusive. as straight men. I'm sorry, I'm Oprah-ing this. Um, I don't know if you feel it as straight men still, but there's a scene in the second season where she's like, you know, in love with this priest and the priest, and she, and she looks at the priest, spoilers, and then she's like desperate to like fuck this priest. And then the priest said, looks at her and he says, Neil? Mm. Yeah, I know what you're, exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Did that? Yeah, no, definitely. There's de- that. Yeah, yeah. That's the most, that's that- the horniest thing that's ever <laughs> happened to me. And I, I wasn't, I was on a plane. Yeah. Like <laughs> that is crazy. That resonated through time. But the, the ripple effects of that. That's still how happening. David Tennant got through into <laughs> Fast 10 was that a hole created by that. Yeah. I know we're, we're talking about this other thing, but do you, do you, no, <laughs> are we though? No, are we, no, no, this is it. This is what we. This is the show. Um, <laughs> do you think she's going to bring it back? No, you know I don't think she should. No. But I think oh, there's always the like. What's his name? Ricky Gervais did the fucking David Brent movie, and yeah, I don't know if you've seen it, but it's no, like it's atrocious, it. and like nobody else is in it. It's just him. No, she won't like, do that. Yeah, I hope not. She's, she's too smart. busy writing a Tomb Raider. That's true. She's writing a big Tomb She's making money. Yeah, that's she's busy. Yeah, no, you're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. I guess before we do spoilers, was this like uh, an explanation of what was happening, you know? Because we didn't, I guess Mm -hmm. we haven't really talked about it, but the idea is that this family have to perform a certain act to potentially avert an apocalypse. They're going to put on a show. Yeah, they're going to put on a big show. No, they don't. (laughs) I'm just, just, yes, Andy, but that's not true. (laughs) But um, were were you like satisfied? Because like the reveal is like, it's, it's either true or it isn't. Like, you know, it's not like a twist you don't see coming because it's like it's two options. Yeah. And I think there is that sense of, sixth sense even, of going into his movies where you're expecting like a big twist, whereas this isn't necessarily about the the twist. Like, I don't was know. It... I, I've not expected a big twist from Shyamalan in yeah. a long time, I don't think. I, I think. was waiting for a big twist. Ah. Uh-huh. That's what I'm saying. I okay. was looking for it and I was like, when well, are we going to twist it? <laughs> no. <laughs> Which way are we twisting? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyway, I guess we'll do we'll, we'll do spoilers. Um, uh, I thought it was the best movie ever. I thought I had, I, had a, I had a delightful time. Yeah, yeah. this one. Yeah, the performance was really good, except yeah. for the beautiful weird dialogue. Performances. Um, mm. uh, beautiful Dave Batista. Uh, so beautiful. He's beautiful. And, uh, it, I don't like it when he grows his hair out. 
I like him keeping it like. I haven't seen him with his hair growing out. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan. He's so funny in Guardians he, of the Galaxy. He is. Mm. And he's not doing it anymore. He's like, that's I know, it. That's it's all so you get. Mad. But he's so good. You know that bit where he's like standing still and he thinks he's invisible, but he's not? That's <laughs> yeah. such a beautiful. And there's so many like not good, you know, big, large commercial films. Disagree. Comedy stuff. They're all good, yeah. Here. No, you know, you don't want to be. Like, I, like yeah. the jokes are never good because they're so watered down through like mm. a thousand different exams. Yeah. yeah. That. Is a beautiful and subtle performance that got through the edit, and I just love that it made it through. Yeah, when a weird thing gets into like yes. a two hundred million dollar movie, it's really funny <laughs> yeah. and really good. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, I think best movie ever, Michelle. You don't have to agree. Best movie uh, ever. All right, let's do it. I got, I just saw this tweet, and I just thought I'd bring We're this spoilers up. Spoilers now. Spoilers time. It's spoilers, spoilers time. Everybody. So Ooh, many spoilers. Let's go. Uh, all right, first of all, the, the the thing that I love the most about this movie mm. is it brought back. Uh, we, we pan across the entire world to see what's happening. Oh, and I yeah. love the part where we went oh, to Sydney. And not only did we get not only did we get to Sydney, landmarks. we got the Sydney Opera House and we got the Sydney Harbour Bridge, but we got a, a, an airliner that had crashed. It said in, Australia. It said Australia on it. I didn't it. see that. It just said Australia on <laughs> like That's our airline. We've got Australia Airline. <laughs> I didn't, didn't see that. They didn't, he didn't want to spring for Qantas yeah. or whatever or even put like ANSET on it. Yeah. It was just like, Australia. Now, yeah, well, you got to, I mean, maybe people don't know. Maybe yeah. people don't know where, where these Sydney Opera House is anymore. But I love to return to. Absolutely. There's nothing better, I think, than when it's an alien invasion movie or something like that. And it's just, we go, we pan to Sydney and it's like, yeah. we were it's part of this Sydney. too. We I did it. Yeah. It is Sydney. They should go to a Melbourne laneway. I agree. A pan across some people having a coffee. They should yeah. pan across Hardware Lane in the city <laughs> and be like, yep. Yeah. Yeah, we're here. we didn't actually know what was going on. So. I love it. I always think, what would it be like if you lived in New York City because you'd see like your city destroyed so many yeah, times. Yeah, I know, right? You'd have an action plan, right? Would you be yeah. bored of it? Would you like, again with this? I think, it? I think I would just be watching it every time and being like, well, this guy fucked up this way because yeah. you can go left on blah, blah, blah. Yeah, like, yeah. exactly. I, you know, when someone is asking for a toilet in the Melbourne CBD, I'm like, you've made a terrible mistake. You need to go this yeah. way. Like, it'd be that, what you know. What are you doing? Yeah. But a flood or somebody a coming, Somebody or coming out of off your tree. <laughs> <laughs> we did it, folks. <laughs> So, yeah, I saw this tweet from Brian Duffield who says, Shyamalan is the ultimate example that if you put another filmmaker's name on his movies, most of the film Twitter would act like it was a masterpiece. And if you put his name on another movie, they act like that they loved, they'd call it a piece of shit. Do you think there's truth to that? To, like, yeah. you put his name on something, people are like, this guy sucks now. I think people bully him. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I think people are bullies. And they need to chill out and he has great hair. I agree. <laughs> With both of those things, yeah. Thank you. Anyways, a spoiler, it was real. It was a big apocalypse that was happening. Was it? Was it though? Oh, do you think it was all in the mind? We should check. What well, was a coincidence? Uh, it could have. It could be a coincidence. It, fair. I because mean, the planes. All, the only thing we have is that one plane that fell out of the sky. That's the only, the only thing one we actually that we see, saw like in a real storm. life. Oh, because the rest all of the other ones on the TV. Yeah. I mean, that would be a big coincidence that a plane <laughs> fell out of the sky. But there are big you. coincidences. That is true. And people of faith make. You know, we love telling stories. People love telling stories. We grab on to any evidence we can and we make a, we you know, we make something big of it. But sometimes it is just chaos. Yeah. I loved that. I loved that it was just that one little glimmer. And then obviously there's a storm. I don't know. I don't know if it was saying, yes, it definitely happened. I mean, it, it definitely lead, lent towards that more than anything else. I, I guess also the implication is that, like, the those who were left – which is one of the dads who's not Jonathan Groff and the little girl, they have to believe that it was real because otherwise yeah. they shot a guy for no reason. And that's how we find <laughs> yeah. faith. Yeah. Oh, man, I can't believe I had, to shot, I had to shoot a guy for yeah. no reason. Your dad. <laughs> I had to shoot your dad. And, like, you know that flash forward where they see, like, it was like she's going and she's doing a job she loves yep. and you're laughing. And I was like, 
has she been to therapy? Because I feel like she's gonna like she's really had a hard start to what life. What did he tell now. her? Was he like, I, yeah, I shot other dad. I think uh, he, yeah, she knew because she was like, did he did mm. did did daddy whatever his name was um make save all the children or something like that? Yeah, save everyone. That's true. And he just cries. I think it's like I don't know. It was very to me. I was like, I'm sorry. Is this a Christian propaganda film mm. in terms of like this gay man of faith mm. sacrifices his life with the man he loves for the sake of humanity so that God doesn't send more plagues and stuff. Like and I was pl- like, planes. hang on a second, yeah. I don't know about these. Like, yeah. yeah, I just felt a little like, ooh. Well, you know also, it- did the right dad die? Well, that's the correct. Dad did the right dad die? Yeah, Jonathan Groff. Because we know one of them had to talent. die. Yeah, I mean, he's in Frozen and Frozen Two, and uh, the Matrix. Yeah, he's in the mate, new Matrix. You know, mm. here's something interesting which might answer some questions or no questions. This is being it the Wikipedia article. Yeah, it is. Here we go. <laughs> get ready. Get ready. Um, so, in the book, what happens is that there's a scuffle, and the daughter is accidentally shot and killed. Yes. Oh. And as a result of that. That death apparently isn't good enough to appease the God spirits, the universe, whatever's controlling all this. Which is so fucked up. I know. That is fucked I think it's cool. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's cool. Uh, uh, but I'm just Andy. Yes, yeah. it is cool, basically. It's cool. But then, as, and then they get to make a decision that one of them then has to sacrifice the other. And then they decide not to do it because they're like, what a terrible universe and God. Mm. So that we're going to let everything burn down. And that's the ending of the book. And does yeah. everything burn down? I guess. Or they just go. I think it's left like ambiguous. Yeah, ambiguous. No, yeah. I like that. I don't know. Like, is that does that answer more questions? Like, I guess not. But I mean, I think it asks more questions. Mm. I think it asks a more interesting question about yeah faith in general. But you know, the idea of like, if this is what you know the gods or God wants, then what kind of God is this? Yeah, I always I always like that as an interesting question. I love the specifics of like the scenario that this God may be set up. It's like, what version of God is this? Why are you like this? Why did you make them build really specific weapons yeah. and hit each other in the head? Why? Yeah, are, really right? Like, yeah. why? And, and that guy being the guy that attacked them in the bar. Yeah. That was crazy. That was Which like, adds to like it not being true. Yeah, also, I, I couldn't and, believe that they both believed it by the end. I yeah. was like, mm. guys, this is you can't check your phones. This could so clearly be just a closed circuit TV. Yeah. Like, and a wind machine. Yeah. yeah, like there's no real reason there could have been a storm coming mm. and they could have terrorist ties. They could have fucking downed that plane. Like I, if I was them, I would have been like, nah. <laughs> You're Mark Wahlberg. Absolutely not. Like yeah. If you were them, do you think you would have looked directly at the camera and explained all four of them were the four horsemen of the apocalypse? Do you think you would have just been like. Yeah, yeah, I would have I feel that. that felt like a reshoot. Weird that, twist that, as well. That, like, felt like, not- that felt like. Some people watched this movie and were like, I'm not sure of the themes of this movie. And, yeah. and I went, okay, how about we get Jonathan Groff to look in the camera and be like, actually they all represent different different people. Yeah, and like what, what was it, like malice? And, well, and guidance and making healing food. And, make, and being a big unit. Yeah, yeah for, big, big boy. Just being a big boy. <laughs> big boy. A big soft kind boy. Mm. Yeah, that, that did feel weird that like that's not – the four horsemen. I'm like, is that isn't one like pestilence? One, yeah, one's yeah. like um, angry or something. I don't know. <laughs> Can't remember. Yeah. You're thinking of the emotions in Inside Out. I might be thinking of that. Yeah, <laughs> one's mad and one's anxious. <laughs> yeah. You're thinking of the you're thinking of the characters inside Herman's head. Oh, okay. Yeah, I am. The sitcom Herman's head from the <laughs> early nineties. Yeah, yeah. 
I don't know. Yeah, I, it was a it was a lot to take yeah. in. But I don't think. What would you do? Would you believe it? Under no, those circumstances? I don't think so. I mean, I grew up like Catholic. It's not something that I, I follow anymore. I don't know if there's a God. Like, I'm not against the idea of it. And but, I know, but I refuse to tell. Yeah, and this, except on Patreon, we're yeah. saving that for a Patreon exclusive. I'm gonna reveal whether God is real or not. <laughs> But, um, it's only nine bucks a month, folks. I, I don't know, but I also love the idea of, like, why should I do this? Like, yeah. even if this is true, why the fuck should I do this? Like the Gethsemane song in Jesus Christ Superstar, the greatest musical Perfect. ever made to be a rock and roll album in You're the absolutely 1990s. Right. You've seen the compilation, I assume, of all of them screaming why? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of course. <laughs> what do you think a, I'm doing with my time? That's a silly question. I apologise. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think, I think like a lot of his films – it feels more like it's like more vibes based than like going in and picking the specifics of it apart, which you can and is yeah. fun to be like weird weapon and whatever. Like I love doing that. But also you just kind of like you said, it's kind of about faith and feeling and yeah. truth and existence and that's kind of how you got to approach this, I feel. Yeah. And then the question as well is like so wait, every time we've heard of like a murder-suicide or well, not a murder, so, but it would be like a mur- like a person kills their kid. And- yeah, like yeah. a ritual murder situation. Yeah. yeah, is it like they save the world? Because if the world just keeps going on mm. as normal, then it's like mm. yeah. Oh, so great. I felt I felt well, that that's... was uh, the, that was quite like quite a compelling through line of the movie where I'm like, mm. well, of course, obviously, if you kill your you kill your kid or you kill your husband or whatever, of course the the world will just keep moving. So yeah. it's not going to prove anything. And I thought that was very interesting. Yeah. yeah. There's no, yeah, it's just, it's about faith. It's a movie about faith. Um, also, and maybe Australia that, Airlines. <laughs> <laughs> Airlines. Man, maybe that plane was a weather balloon also or an illusion or a hologram. So true. You don't know. That's maybe so maybe, the, maybe the plane just was there and it just, just happened to be in the water. It <laughs> could have been swimming. It could have been swimming. <laughs> it's Australia. Everyone swims. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Um, anyways, uh, we're, we're going to move on to the next segment, which is called "What We Reading, What We Gonna Read." Michelle, uh, you can. We're, we're very happy to have you stick around if, if you want. It's only I'm a short not segment. Leaving. But you can, <laughs> okay, we're actually going to ask you to leave, but I guess I guess we can't now. But oh, um, fuck. <laughs> but anyway, I'll explain the segment after the theme song, and then it's. I mean, you. I mean, it. it's fairly so. I it's, think. I think she's got she's it. Probably already. figured it out already. Yeah. I'm all right. Yeah, 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 cool. Yeah, I get it. All right, theme song. I'm doing the theme. So basically this is a segment which you probably figured out. We talk about what we've been reading or doing or watching or seeing or what we plan to. Oh, doing? That's a new one. Yeah, it's whatever, Mason. Okay. Maybe you're doing a fun activity. <laughs> Maybe you're going to Science Works, Mason. Ooh. That's still open? I don't know. Yes, it is. <laughs> oh, okay, great. I love Science Works. Yeah, it's cool, right? Um, oh, do you play the trombone still? Yeah. Cool. I, played, I used to play I trombone. It. Really? So did Mason, I think. What? Uh, yeah, we all played we the trombone. Okay, <laughs> also, Gillian Cosgriff, Virginia Gay. Huh. Yeah. We could form a, a lot of powerful group. people who play trombone. I'm trying to think of I don't have it. I sold it. For money. <laughs> I have a trombone. Yamaha gave me a trombone. Did Thank they? you, Yamaha. Yes, for my last show, Reform, which is also touring to Brisbane Comedy Festival this year and Edinburgh Fringe Festival. How do you, you remember all – I mean, they're burnt into you, I assume. Like, well, I wrote them, so they're easy to remember. Shows, I also, like, like, went to VC. I'm an actor. That's like, I just, I'm good at remembering lines. I guess it's the it is. only James, thing I can remember. Job. We've yeah. never had anyone in this room with talent before, and that's why we're shocked <laughs> yeah. by it. Well, how do you remember stuff? How do you stuff? remember all the things that you say and do? <laughs> it's truly so funny. How do you do a show without a laptop directly in front of you when you straight off the laptop? Isn't that? That's weird. Oh, dear. Wow. The next evolution of humankind is what's happening over here. Oh, absolutely. Did you recently lose a trombone? I, it wasn't recently, but I, pub, I had a piece published in The Guardian about 
losing a trombone. Uh-huh. Um, but no, that that trombone I lost when I was like fourteen, uh-huh. and I never found it. I just lost Damn. it in my house. You just like, lost it in your yeah, house. It's just gone, and I didn't uh-huh. have a big house. I don't know what happened to the trombone. That's weird. There's somebody in the walls of the house just every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like my dog ate it? I don't know. Yeah, like where is the damn. trombone? It's a full trombone. Did you have a tor- trombone-related question? Is no, that- I just wanted to know because you mentioned it in the show yeah, and I wanted to yeah. bring it up. Yeah, and, uh, I love trombone. Because I just didn't know whether you st- – because you mentioned that you did play and I just wanted to know whether you still did. Well, I wasn't, yeah. you know, mm. uh, practicing and mm. then um, I wanted to put – trombone into my show reform which is yeah. about a man who scams me who scammed me online it's a true story again about a man who scammed me online and instead of going to the police i became his friend um and then eventually his emergency contact and i wanted to play trombone in that for obvious reasons you've heard the story now you've heard the setup of course you put trombone in that show mm. yeah so i went to yamaha i said can you give me a trombone and they said yes so all you need to do is write a really successful comedy show and they will yeah. give you an instrument. Yeah. You just need a blue tick. Do you guys have blue ticks? No. You no. can get now. whatever you have got brown ticks. I don't know what's what? going on there. It's, they're like never give anything free to these guys. Um, now next time you could be like, hey, Yamaha, I'm doing a show about motorcycles. Yeah, I should do free, that. Free motorcycle? Yeah, I should do that. Is that the same company? Yes. I, the is same that co- true? Yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. Fuck out of here. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> anyway, what are we? What have we been watching or doing or reading or whatever? Uh, I watched the TV series Poker Face. Have you guys seen that? Oh, with um, Natasha um, Leone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And like Ryan Johnson. Wrote Ryan Johnson. Some of it. Yeah, it's yeah. great. Terrific. It's I like, have not seen it yet. It is a. Do you know the premise? Yeah, I oh, do. Yeah, I it's have. Uh, for people who haven't seen it. It's I a, have plussed um, my list. Oh yeah, that's very good. <laughs> so it's uh, Natasha Leone plays a woman named Charlie who can tell when it's somebody is lying mm. and it gets into all sorts of trouble and mm. it's a sort of she's on the, she's on the road. And uh, Angela Lansbury style, people keep getting murdered around her and she keeps having to solve the murders. Sounds to me like the show Lie to Me with Tim Roth where it's he, exactly he that, also yeah. knew that people yeah. were lying. I mean it's very like it's very like where its influence is on its sleeve. Like yeah. it's very like the, the title cards are like the Columbo font. Like it's exactly That's fun. It's hundred yeah. percent like the same thing. And it's and it, like Columbo, it's not it's not the who done it, it's the how catch him because you see the murder take place and you know who's done it already. Oh, so it's like, oh, okay. it's, it's, it's like Columbo and she's chipping away at him and like. That's she, fine. She's always getting an inkling, you know. She's getting I love an inkling. Her. But she is so charming. She's mm. an absolute, absolute delight. And it's all like like all-star guests because everybody likes Ryan Johnson. So they're like, mm. okay, we'll get Adrian Brody back. We'll get, you know, uh, Ron Perlman and we'll get et cetera. You know, That's all the fun. people, all the That's people you good. like. Yeah. Absolutely. What about you? Anything uh, of note or nothing? You can say nothing. I mean, there's so many things. I'm mm. going to say, okay, so I've been reading a book. Oh, all right. <laughs> we don't actually do that, uh, so. Yeah. <laughs> I'm reading a book called Bliss Montage by okay. Lee Ma, and it is so fucking good and funny. There's this bit in like the it's sort of a series of short stories kind of thing, and in the opening, she's like reading this like the, you read the story, and she's talk. She refers to her husband only as husband, and the first time he speaks. She said it's like husband says and she just has like dollar signs in quotation marks. That's all he says because he like works in money. It's so good and like – it's interesting and it's funny and I, I love it so much. And then I'm I'm watching so many good things. What else am I watching? You go and then I'll say more yeah, things. You go, okay, I'll say a thing. This is actually a thing that I started to watch and then I stopped because I have children um, and dogs <laughs> inexplicably. Oh, crazy. Uh, Kunk on Earth. Oh, my God, I love um, her. Yeah, Diane, incredible. what is her name? Her name um, is uh, Diane Morgan. Diane Morgan. Uh, so she's she pops up in like a bunch of Charlie Brooker stuff over yeah, there. Yeah, Death to the Death Star series. Absolute yeah. idols. So fucking funny. And it's like a mockumentary, also documentary about yeah. 
the earth and science and whatever, and it's just nonsense, but also there's we, a lot of truth in it. We have an arrival. It's yep. so <laughs> funny. Who is this? What's going on? A child or a dog? A, I think it's a child. Oh, and dog. Hello. Hello, Ollie. <laughs> Stop telling it, everybody. It's it's a, yeah. Ollie, hi. Will Ollie um, sit on my lap? She's not a huge fan of being picked up. She doesn't like it. Yeah. Okay, girl. That's okay. You sit on there. <laughs> Ollie, come yeah. back. If you sit on the couch later, she will jump on Yeah, She'll absolutely. On, but yeah, 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 she doesn't want to be picked up. Of course not. She's an old girl. She deserves respect. <laughs> Uh, lovely. Anyway, yeah, Kunk on Earth. So yeah, yeah. that's on Netflix. Um, because I I missed the yearly wipes that he he did. Yeah, um, they used to. I I wrote a note to myself that was like, watch. Remember to watch Death to Twenty Twenty, mm. and it's still on my list. But like three more years. Yeah. Have yeah. And I'm like, ah, oh. yeah. yeah. Time time just passes you by, doesn't it? it certainly it does. You on by. Mm. But I watch Kunk on Earth. That sounds good. It's uh, so good. I was watching it before I came here. Oh, cool. Yeah. You were on, because I've got this on my list, but then I realised that you're actually on the latest episode. There's been five years of Confessions. It used to be Confessions of the Idiots, the podcast, but now it's just Confessions. Confessions, With yes. Sam Peterson. Yes. And he did message me. He's like, hey, do you want to come on the show again? And I haven't messaged him back, so Sam, I apologise. Oh, my God. Uh, I know. Sammy I keep doing Pete, that to the him. the nicest boy. I know. He's the best. He's got a dog called Diggs, Missy Diggins. Incredible. Fantastic dog. Guest of the show. Also, with the real Missy Higgins. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Amazing forget. Anyway, you were on the latest episode also. That wasn't intentional, but you were, I just found out before, you were on the, the most oh, recent one. Yeah. I was. Yeah. Wow. Came out like today or yesterday? Mm. Oh, it's a fun romp. It's mm. me and Ruben <laughs> K, which is a chaotic uh, combination. Mm. We're very good friends, Ruben and I, and we will come out with the same punchline <laughs> immediately. <laughs> um, quite, quite. That good. sounds exhausting, honestly. I uh, think we are exhausting, <laughs> honestly. I think we are quite exhausting. Uh, uh, Sam did really well to stay above water and not uh, <laughs> tell us to shut up. <laughs> did he get to some confessions at least? Uh, I'm not sure. I wasn't listening. I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I think it'll be fine. Yeah. Who knows? Who can say? Anyone else got a thing that's been whatevers? Um, mm. I've been watching the promos for a show called We Interrupt This Broadcast. Um, Who's that? that looks really good. It's on Channel 7 and it's got um, Ben <laughs> Russell so and Michelle Brazier and um, a bunch of really Oh, cool this is what you're talking about. Oh. Greg Larson. God damn, yeah. Looks really cool. I don't know. Promos look cool. I don't There's know. also a book by the same name published in 1998. That's not the same. Shut up. No, it's not it? that. It's a sketch show. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Jesus. Ha- so the ske- sketch is back, hopefully. Sketch is back, baby, unless we fucked it up. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, right. They finally took a chance on us. And did oh we my God. ruin what? it or not? There are a lot of moving parts. How um, many episodes? So many. I actually don't know. Like so many episodes and they go for a long time and all the sketches are really quick, like two minutes max. Did, oh, you, so did you also write on it? Did yes. You some writing? And yeah. Alistair Trombley Virtual and Andy Matthews, and Andy. I think, have written on yeah. it as well. Mm. So. Yeah. Um, ben Jenkins, like that whole crew. So they're getting, uh, they're giving like Ben Russell. I was going to say newer comedians. Though you guys are obviously been doing it for a while. But We're it's not, not new. The same yeah, it's, they're giving some comedians <laughs> a chance as opposed some to some other comedians. Literally, like, yeah, it, it's just not the people who are now in their sixties, which is a change for Australia. <laughs> My God, um, what a delight! <laughs> it is a delight, but it's also like we shouldn't be now getting this show. We should be like exactly Heralding producing in. shows for like twenty. Yeah. Two-year-olds, yeah. like it's just like there's this real generation gap, and they're like, "Oh, it's so good that it's a young cast." I'm like, "We're all 30. Like, <laughs> it's not that young." But yeah, I mean, it's, I'm very happy to have the job. I'm not going to complain. Yeah, absolutely, um, it's lovely, and I think all the young people should quit. So. <laughs> I, was, I was speaking to Andy and Al about this of like, is it would it be better now for, with them writing sketches? Because obviously they work with McAuliffe, and you know they've got their own podcasts and all these mm. things, and they're obviously very successful in their own shows. Would it be better to do that now with the internet, or like, do you think it would have been better in the nineties? And they were like, probably better then, because like mm, it would have. The nineties, you could just have like four seasons, yeah. to figure mm. it out, and they'd pay you yeah. like a consistent wage and all yeah. of those things, and maybe wouldn't like. 
fire you immediately or whatever. Yeah. Or cancel stuff. And they could be racist, which is what Andy yeah. Al wants. <laughs> just... Yeah. Yeah. yeah classic when does, Andy when does this come out, though? March. Awesome. So that's so. I think. And you're in Koala Man. I'm in Koala Man. <laughs> yeah. Toot, toot. Toot, toot. Fucking Al Michelle. I don't know. I'm busy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm a busy girl. It's crazy that I found the time to come out here in between all my tr- trombone practicing. <laughs> And Dave Bautista daughtering. That's true. And you saw a movie for us and we appreciate that. It was, was so nice because I actually wouldn't have gone to see it if yeah. I would have waited for it to come out. I'd love a cinema experience. Yeah, it's good, right? I went back to the Lido Cinema, which is the centre of the mystery. I also went to the Lido Cinema today. <gasps> Did you? Did, I went today. Yeah. What time? I didn't go today. I went to the 120 We're at Lido the Cinema. What the yeah. fuck? I was wow. there too. You were. No, you're you're a liar. And you need you're to a shut liar. up. You're a come liar. Come on. Grow up, I'm sorry. So there was, the I don't know, it might have, so there was a trailer for the movie Cocaine Bear. Oh, yeah. Yes, it was and, a fun trailer. And, and trailer the tra- I haven't the seen before. Was, it was and really and we fun. Said, and, you know, the, the somewhat true story of a bear that ate a bunch of cocaine and went on a rampage and then the trailer ended and the woman directly behind me went, Cocaine Bear. Was that, <laughs> like, was that I you? I kind of expect. <laughs> It wasn't me. It it, it felt like she somehow had a a realisation about her and I thought she was going to leave, but she didn't. Well, the trailer was over, so, you know, there's no fear of that coming back. I just want to be clear. There was about six people in that cinema. That's bizarre. There was nobody there and you were there and I was there and my partner Tim was there and that was half of the cinema. That's half the cinema, (laughs) Did you go by yourself or with people? No, just by myself. Okay, so there were two other people. Which one of you left immediately? I left immediately. that's why that's I googled how do I leave immediately? How do I leave the cinema? Where's the door? Where's the door? Yeah. Uh, I Googled, is there a post credit sequence? And obviously there wasn't, so I just left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tim did that. My yeah. partner. He goes on the internet, so I don't have to. Yeah, no, that's cool. Um, what a legend. Yeah. I have a boyfriend. Don't be jealous. Oh. No, that's, a, that's cool. He's in your shows. He is. Yeah. He is. Mm. Good on him. <laughs> Good on him. I agree. <laughs> Anyways, again, <laughs> thank you so much for making the trip out and seeing this movie and coming here and being delightful and talking about all this and sharing all the things that you've been doing. It's super exciting and cool. Thank yeah. you. That's very lovely of you. Uh, again, michellebrazier.com slash tour. Mm-hmm. If you're doing any of that, but again, everything else that you're doing, I'll be screaming. It's good show, Koala Man. Follow on Twitter. Oh yeah, Twitter, Instagram, all of those particular things. Again, thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks, Michelle. Bye. Oh, thank you guys. Bye. Bye. See you at the movies. We'll see you at the movies. No, you probably won't. No, I probably won't. Well, well yeah, no. Well, I'll sit behind you at the movies and yeah, not go. recognize cocaine. you. Yeah. And yeah. cocaine bear. I've got to go. Thanks. Wow, Mason. Is it the letters segment? Yes. You're right to say wow on account of the letters. Yeah. And if you're not impressed by these letters, it's not my fault. It's the people who wrote the letters. Okay, yeah. Yeah, but I think you're going to be wowed by these letters. I think that's going to be warranted. Well, let's find out. Anyway, here's the letters theme. The classic one was letters, oh letters, we love you. Some letters, they're only a day away. I know they're here right now. We're going to do letters. Man. If you want to reach the show and send us a great letter. <laughs> man, oh, man. Yeah, that's going to impress me specifically. Boy, howdy. Uh, you can go to Twitter and hashtag WeeklyPlanetPod. Oh, and yeah. if it's still working, I might see it. Or <laughs> you can WeeklyPlanetPod at gmail.com to send a Gmail. That's exactly right. Uh, just like God. somebody has the you've got right there. Oh, this is from Bruce. Hello, Bruce. Bruce says, thank you for my PhD. And I say welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. I don't just say welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the letters segment. So I didn't misspeak. <laughs> that is correct what I said. And also you're welcome. You're welcome. Hello there, boys. Hello. Just writing to say thank you for keeping up to date with all the comic book news 
which is no longer shooting up my butthole mm-hmm. because I recently got accepted into a PhD program where I get to write my thesis about comic book film. A thesis? You both have been extremely helpful in keeping my passion going and as an insight into popular opinion surrounding these films. That's right. We're the popular, popular opinion. Popular opinion. That's right. The layman. Yeah. The yeah. dunce. The dunce. Two dunces. The standard uh, impression of something. I would say even more of a dunce than oh, the yeah. standard dunce. Okay. Uh, so much to the point where, with your permission, of course, I'd like to quote you in my thesis. Don't worry, it'll be the intelligent things you say, uh, not bits like when you debate whether Wolverine has a metal dick. We don't think he does. Yeah. How would that work? I don't know. It just wouldn't. Yeah. yeah, it, yeah. Like I'm always with a bit of metal in it. Yeah, that'd be weird. No, I don't yeah, like yeah. it. Be clanging yeah. around when he's clanging jogging. Clanging around. Clanging nice. around. Against know? his metal balls. Yeah, exactly. It sound Which like are, a, his, his balls are metal. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like a wind chime. That's right. Uh, yeah, also, can I be the resident doctor of the pod? Absolutely. Unless that has already been given to a deserving medical professional. No. In which case, I'll take the resident, not real doctor, but still a doctor of the pod. Thank still you a doctor. again, Bruce. You are a Dr. Bruce. Yeah, Dr. Bruce, not yet. No. no. Uh, that's great. Good not for yet. you, man. And, yeah, if day. you want a scientist, but make sure the person doesn't then listen to us because that mm. will... Um... They'll ruin the illusion, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Very cool, though. Maybe, um, Maybe... When you cite us, mm. misspell the name of the podcast. So when yeah. they search for it, it doesn't come up and they're like, oh, it must be a podcast that doesn't exist anymore that got cancelled for too much rudeness. Exactly. Yes. Uh, I've got a tweet here from Chaz. Now, we mentioned that we're always watching a Mr. Beast video. Oh, yeah. We like his <laughs> tightly edited stories. We like the way he gives somebody a car or Remember something. we saw that one a while back and it was just like four things in rapid sequence? That would, It was just like, we don't have enough time to cover all. It was just like, we're going to crush a car and then we're going to. Oh, Shoot I do a meteor that. through the through a roof of a house, and then we're going to do this, and it was just bam, 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 bam. Yep, wild thirty second video. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's from Chaz who says hashtag Weekly Planet Pod as a number one Mr. Beast fans. Oh, what nice. are your thoughts on his blindness video? Oh now, yeah. Now we watch this, mm. so uh, it's so if you haven't seen it, which you have, because it's the biggest video in the world yeah. at the moment. Mm. It's Mr. Beast. Uh, it's a thumbnail where he's got his hand on the shoulder of a. I guess, blind boy who's recently being able to see. Well, a stock photo of a boy. Stock photo, I should a, say. Yeah, he's in not in, a, the in a medical situation, yeah. And the video basically is about how he's using his wealth and influence to give a 1,000 people uh, a very basic cataract surgery, mm. which normally costs around $5,000, but it's like 15-minute surgery, and yeah, right. it instantly works if it, if it takes, and then you can just live your life as normal. Mm. But, of course, obviously, uh, the medical system being what it is mm. in certain parts of the world, who's to say what, that – the the controversy I guess is that is for one, is this like uh is this like charity porn? Like is yeah, this, right, right, right. you know, and look, I don't think it is for reasons that I'll that I'll get into. Um, but I think the most fucked up thing about this video, I mean is the thumbnail is weird. At all? That that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. I don't think like I under, I get the criticisms of like, well, why doesn't he use his wealth to do whatever? Why doesn't everybody use their wealth for everything? I think that can be applied to literally anybody. And he doesn't have to do this. Mm. And I think he gets, he's able to do things like this because you like can he crush could be, a he car. Be, and, how many farts can you put in this jar? Yeah. Most farts gets $10,000. He could do that. <laughs> he could do it. And he measure it with a fartometer. Yeah. And like, well, I, spent, I spent $10 million developing a genuine medical instrument called the fartometer. <laughs> I took research away from a real thing to do this. But you're right. That, so on the one hand... If you're one of those 1,000 people, yeah, you can see now. Yeah, that's pretty great. And I understand like people might be like, is it ex- you know is it exploitative? Um, well, I guess in a sense it is, but you know people would ag- would agree to do it, but it's also they would obviously agree to do it because they can't see. So mm. you, I, I mean, if I couldn't see and I couldn't pay for it, and someone was like, I'll do it for free, but you have to be in a YouTube video, I'd be like, yes, obviously, mm, yeah, right, yeah, I'll cry. But on also a that's because you, you're blind. And, and yeah, then- <laughs> that's right. 
I mean, it's. I think the idea of it that it exists that's fucked up. That's the dystopian part of it. Yes, yeah. that the the fact that you can't just go to a doctor and say I can't see, and they're like, "We'll do this procedure," and yeah. see you later, bye. And he's also talked about how I think in like tweets or like th- that actually like even as like a pro capitalist like standpoint, the fact that if you're getting people back into the workplace, then they can they can pay taxes, they can you know all of these things, they right. can com- they can start a business or be part of a business or uh-huh. whatever, which then adds to, you know, the overall wealth of an individual and also the government, et cetera, mm. um, and a corporation. So from that perspective, it even makes sense. It's, it's fucked up though. Yeah, sure is. <laughs> and I think that like what this does is highlights that it's fucked up. Yes, it yeah. really does, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah, and I know people have also said, why doesn't he go further to do like, to say like, this is specifically why we're doing it. Why does this exist or whatever? And it's not like explicitly said in the video as much. She's more said it on Twitter since. Yeah, like he, I guess you could say that totally. Just be like, isn't our healthcare system fucked? And mm. isn't it fucked that I have to do this? Yeah. yeah yes, it, it is. is yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, do you have any other thoughts on that? Mr. Beast, no. <laughs> yes, though, in this case. Just squeezed in under the line. Yeah. And also, like I said about, like, Logan Paul or any influencers, even if they are a genuine psychopath, and maybe he is, I don't know him at all, um, it doesn't matter if he's, they're doing good things. It's fine. It's, yeah. it's your actions that define you. Oh. Not if, like Batman, not if you're a complete psycho, oh. which, again, I don't know. It's a great point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, look, I don't, I don't have mm. – it, it is a complicated issue, isn't it? It is. Yeah. And you know what? I don't think it is. Yeah. I think it's just fucked up that yeah. it exists, that it has to exist. Mm, yeah. I agree. Anyway, what else you got? Uh, here's an email from Tim. Yep. I almost died in a fire while listening to the podcast, pick included. Well, that's your fault. Right? Yeah, Mason. Oh, yeah, no, it is, yeah. <laughs> Uh, hey, James and Mason, I'm a big fan of this podcast and have been listening for years. That's you all got podcast. me through a lot of tough times. And I'm thankful to know that you both will help me through this hard time as well. Wow. Give me money. No, it doesn't say that. <laughs> a few days ago, I was doing some work in my apartment while listening to the pod and I started to smell smoke. It turns out an electrical fire started in the apartment next door to me and eventually spread to my place and destroyed almost everything I own as well as most of the building. Thankfully, no one was hurt, and I have renter's insurance, so I'll be able to get back on my feet. Holy crap. It's been a rough few days, and I'm glad that I can always count on you guys to make me laugh. Anyway, here's a building on fire. Jeepers creepers. That's a stock photo. They've got the watermark on it. That's right. He's just asking for money. No, that's terrible. I'm glad you're okay, though. I mean, obviously, the most important thing in this scenario is that you're not dead in a fire. That's true. So that's that's really good. Yeah. My goodness. Mm. Terrifying. Wait a second. This says Mr. Beast set a thousand homes on fire (laughs) so he could... And he, and he paid for your renter's insurance. He's going to buy you a whole new wardrobe of Mr. Beast merchandise. Nice. He's going to get a Mr. Beast sweatshirt. I love that. Yeah, and I too. love this, Mason. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad he's doing okay. And mm. did we contribute to that in any way? That, was that our fault? I, th- I think. I think if I think if he'd been listening to any other podcast, he would have been so engrossed in the podcast that perhaps he would have been heard in the fire. But because our podcast is such a surface level, you can listen, just listen to it. Whatever. You can listen to it, whatever, or not at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you're welcome. Yeah, you can just put your headphones in, put our podcast on pause, and do the dishes. That's right. Mm. <laughs> also, just empty if. Yeah. Empty. Okay. Yeah. And you just silence. And, and that's the why dishes. he would have realized uh, that the fire was happening. That's beautiful. No, oh, great. That's beautiful. It's from Wesley mm. on Twitter. Not the Wesonator is the Twitter handle. Oh, not Wesley Crusher? Uh, no, Wesley Walker. Okay. It says, hashtag Weekly Planet Pod. Would you ever consider being in Creator Clash? It's the YouTube boxing of ch- event for charity that Joe Rogan thought was the father-son match. Yeah, I did see that. Uh, you could challenge Mr. Beast's friend, the one that you want to kick in the head. Well, I couldn't kick him in the head if it was a boxing match. You can only kick him if it was a kickboxing match. Yes. Now, a lot of people don't or know. Or just a kicking match. <laughs> 
<laughs> everybody does boxing. Everybody does kickboxing. Nobody just does just, just kicking. Just straight kicking. Just kicking. They're right, soccer, but it's kicking. Mm. It's like our soccer's just hands. Yeah. It's just headbutts and kicks. Nice. <laughs> but it's a fight. Yes. <laughs> um, first of all, I'm not famous enough to be on this, obviously. Mm. Also. And I am, but I refuse. Yes. On principle. I'm old. A lot of people oh, yeah. don't know that about me because I'm mm. so youthful. Yeah. But, uh, like, I'm relatively fit, but I've never boxed properly. Mm. And I would get killed by somebody in this. Mm. Either somebody who's my age who's better because they've been training for longer yeah, yeah. or a young person would just fucking stomp me. Sure. Um, but, no, I, I would be interested, I guess, if it was if it ever got floated to me, I guess I'd consider it. Well, it'd be a chance to get fit, I guess. Yeah, well, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And I think, I think a lot of people – in you know reality shows where they have to be on the S- in the SAS or whatever it is, yeah. a lot of it is like, well, you know, can I do this? Can I still do this? Can I get? Can I train up? Can I get super fit? And then people take that those lessons with them throughout the yeah yeah. But I'll beat up. I don't know anyone. You'll beat up anyone. I've seen up, you yeah. do it. Yeah, <laughs> you'll beat up anyone who comes to your door. Really? Yep. I've seen you do it. I'm trying to think of a professional YouTuber. I couldn't think of one. Mm. But I'd beat them up yeah. or try at the very least. Mm. I think the difference between this and like a lot of the other YouTube boxing stuff is like. This isn't a scam, it seems. Right. A lot of the other ones are just for like, now. for now, mm. they they don't pay people and they turn up and they get hurt and then nobody gets paid, or whatever, yeah, which right, has right. happened like multiple mm. times with this shit. I guess that is also a thing. You could get a you could get a significant injury. You yeah, could well, pull a hammy. Well, exactly, like being hit. Well, in the get your skull bashed in. Yeah, exactly. And being, a bit of skull goes from the front of your head to out the back of your head and it takes your brain with it. Exactly. And your brain dribbles out. Being hit in the head is no fucking joke, man. No fun like, at all. Yeah, absolutely. So I don't know. Probably not, I guess, in answer to that. Terrific. For multiple reasons, oh. including I'm not famous enough. Mason, do you have another whatever? Uh, yes. Great. And also you'd, I'd have, I wouldn't do it because, one, not famous enough, and two, I'd have to give up, like, burgers and stuff. Well, you didn't have to give okay. up burgers. You could bulk for it. Oh, I could be just a, big, a really big boy. Really big boy, Mason. Big boy yeah. with a big center of gravity. Yeah. Could knock me down. <laughs> I just wait them out. They'd exhaust themselves. That's I'd be like, I'm, I'm a big boy. I'm full of burgers. You can't stop me. You can hit me and it'll hurt and yeah. I'll cry, but I won't fall down. That's right. You'll fall down. <laughs> I'm a big, I'm big boy. Uh, this is from Joshua. Go on. Uh, good day, gentlemen. And you'll Hello. Know, and you'll know why he said good day, gentlemen, in a moment. Because he's British? I'm a concert band conductor and a music teacher in Ontario, Canada. Oh, he's not British. And I was wondering your take on film scores. So that's why, because he's posh. Oh, he's a posh man. With the word out from Spielberg that he is planning a John Williams documentary, yeah. you think there is a future for a potential biopic? Definitely. What are some of the substantial film score composers or which movies score stand out for you? Oh, damn, this is hard. This is it like, is hard because this, this, is, this is a huge blind spot. Yeah. The Batman uh, score. I, like, really I, like I, I feel like one, yeah. since I've really stepped into like thinking about it, yeah. my, 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 my feeling has always been scores a lot of the time don't stand out to me unless they're really bad. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yep. Weirdly discordant. But since I've been starting to think about it, I think – uh, Michael Giacchino's very good, yeah, very good. Just bloody, just, just very, very good. And like that, you know, there's that, there's that constant theme mm. throughout, you know, something in the way, etc. Yeah, it feels very, uh, very, very, uh, you know, good, atmospheric, very atmospheric, and very like a good through line to it all of it. And it feels. Do you think it adds to the tone very cohesive of the tone of the movie? Yes. Yeah, and that's what a score's for, because um, otherwise it's just quiet. It's just people going, and that's not a movie. It's Batman. They've redubbed it. Is that Batman? Yeah. No, that is. Yeah. That is actually Batman. Yeah. They're also re- whenever they release a trade paperback for comic book, there's a little note at the start of each one that says just so just remember, if you can, you have to pronounce it like it's a surname. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
<laughs> Never to feed me, Aquaman. Uh, I'll try, though. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to try. Also, everyone's really tired. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm here for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I did a big swim to get here. But yeah, I, I think I'll swim. Look, I'm, honest, I'm not really up for it, but I'll give mm. it my best. Uh, but again, I've said the Tron Legacy score is, is yeah, we talked about absolute that. delight. I, I think a documentary for John Williams works better than a biopic mm-hmm. because he's not like – there's not a moment where he gets addicted to drugs and then uh, – That we know about. Then his wife has to drag mm. him out of it, which is everybody. I would love to see a Danny Elfman biopic because that guy's lived that, the life. That's true. He was in Oingo Boingo. Yeah, well, well that's – yeah, also like – you're right. Maybe there's some stuff in John Williams' life that I don't know about. Mm. I don't think he just lived a life. I forgot bin night. <laughs> and now my bin's full. It's always me every oh, day. Mrs. John Williams is going to be ropeable. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, I guess it's naive of me also. John Williams, you have the bin's full. Shut up. Shut up, woman. Wow. Yeah, he's very in real life. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I don't like I'm going to put this passion into my music. <laughs> But it's pretty naive. It's naive. You forgot midnight. You forgot midnight. Shut up. But it's naive for me to be like, oh, I guess he lived a normal life and he just wrote amazing scores. Because maybe he didn't. Maybe some incredible stuff or personal tragedies before him that I don't know about. Or maybe there's enough of a springboard. To just spin some elaborate lies. Yep. And like the Weird Al Yankovic yeah, movie. Like Have you watched that? Yeah, uh, not yet. No. Fantastic stuff, mm. Mason. Yes. Uh, no, I just got a couple here. This is from Trav and Justin. Oh, yeah. It's in relation to vetoes, Mason. Trav oh, yeah. says, for the veto rules, Mr. Sunday movie clearly overstepped by d- trying to veto all baby jokes. The okay. veto should be for specific rift, e- uh, riff, e.g. Blade Runner babies. But also it's unsportsmanlike for Wikipedia <laughs> Brown to immediately do a related riff. Uh, a related riff? Yeah, okay. well, Justin says... Uh, also, James absolutely can veto all franchise baby jokes. Whoa. The ga- that gambit was way too clever to not allow. <laughs> so I don't so know. if it's clever. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, okay. I think it's out in the universe at the moment. We'll just That's see true. what happens. We'll see yeah. what happens for the next one, oh, yeah. won't we? We sure will. Yeah. And that, oh, also, if you don't know what that is, maybe, if you're listening to this. But at the end of the show, if you're at the end, mm. you probably know what we're talking oh, about. Oh, here's another email. This is from Joey. Joey. Hey, James and Meso. Joey for Love the pod. From... With the new Green Lantern show coming up, are there any particular characters you would like to see? I think the fact we're getting Jon Stewart and Hal Jordan is awesome. I agree with that. Yep. And knowing James Gunn, I think it's safe to say we'd be getting the squirrel chip in at least a cameo appearance. Essentially. Uh, honestly, I'm looking forward Big to- Planet. Oh, yeah. Orts the fucking- His name I forgot. Or is that the Marvel guy? Well, I mean, it, you know, Gunn has already done Ego. As Yeah, uh, well, that's what he's all, that also thinks, makes me think he won't do the squirrel because yeah. he did. But he said uh, here, I'm looking forward to perhaps getting an appearance by Atrocitus and his cat Dexter. So Atrocitus is one of the Red Lanterns. Oh, okay. So yeah, that's, yeah. I mean, I'm, speaking of, and I've yeah. not even occurred to me, I would like to see some, uh, some other mm. colored lanterns. I think that would be cool. Do you think Sinestro will be the police chief? I reckon he's already gone bad okay, by, yeah. by this by this time. Not not really because it was in the other Green Lantern movie, but just like. Just like whatever. Just, just, well, the mu- just the universe is along a little bit. Yeah, exactly. I'm excited for Gnort. Yeah. He's the, he's the big, I don't know what he is. He's not a squirrel. He's some sort of yeah. some sort of dog man. <laughs> but he's in, uh, I've been reading Human Target, the oh, yeah. uh, Tom King, Greg Smallwood Run, which has one issue left, I think. Oh, and okay. Gnort is in it. So that's really good. Yeah, it's good. It's good fun. Gnort. Mm. Yeah, there you go. Gnort. It's pronounced Nort, though, apparently. Is it? Yeah, the G well, I'm going to say Gnort. Well, I disagree. Wow. 
Um, that's it for me. You got anything else? No, that's everything. Let's wrap up the show. Okay, folks. Thank you so much for listening. We definitely 100% do appreciate it. Too many it. big episodes at the moment, Lace Mason. These are too long. Let's are do you... a fucking 33-minute episode okay, next week. Okay, great. Ridiculous. All right. Terrific. Yeah. The people demand it. Shorter episodes. The people. Yeah. Mm. That's all they want. Okay. Go on, right. though. You could just veto everything. You could blow all your vetoes <laughs> in one burst and get a 33-minute episode. I'll say podcasting. Oh, no. <laughs> James, James, no. <laughs> Mr. James, no. Uh, go on, sorry. Uh, folks, we definitely appreciate it. Uh, uh, I was Mr. Sunday before he was Mr. Beast. That's all I'm saying. That's huh, all interesting. I'm saying, Mason. And yet Mr. Beast has caught on because Mr. Beast implies, like, like action and Dyn- and Sunday's like a dumb whatever. day that, yeah, yeah. I guess that you have, have to go to work I'll, the next maybe day. Maybe I'll have brunch or something <laughs> to put the bins out. Can't really, oh, no, I've forgotten. Yeah, can't really have a big night because i got to work the next yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair yeah. enough. You, yeah. Should, you could have been Mr. Can't Have a Big Night. <laughs> I should have been Mr. Having a Big Night. Yes. At an appropriate night. Folks, thank you uh, for sharing this podcast with your friends. Thank you for liking and subscribing. Thank you for leaving a five-star review on your podcast catcher of choice. Uh, James, you right there? You can do it in that. It this is great. Justin, who says, five stars from Aggieland. Look it up, boys. I won't. I won't. You fucking look it up. Yeah. Uh, howdy, howdy. The, the podcast is excellent. Ton of fun to listen to. It always makes me feel like I can have two additional nerdy friends to talk to. God bless and keep up the good work. How do you also, spell Aggieland? A-G-G-I-E and then land. Also, can I be the official, official Texas Aggie of the podcast? Again, look it up. Fine, we will. Mason's doing it now. Thank, Thank you so man. much. Uh, and this second one here is from... Twitter hates happy endings ABC. Who says, YouTube brought me here and I'm glad. I've been watching Mr. Sunday movies for a while now. Was stoked to see a video on the T2 ride experience because I forced my wife to go see it on our honeymoon <laughs> while I had a vague memories of it being good from seeing it as a child previously. And I've always heard the plug for the podcast at the end of the episodes and thought, well, that's, well, that's a podcast. It's different from the videos and has a different energy, I'm sure. Nah, you two have the same great energy and chem- chemistry that you distill in each YouTube video, even in its long form medium. Subscribed. Love the podcast. Edit. Wow, I already wrote a review. Oh, well, was going to write one. Well, here I am in 2022, still thinking that this is a five-star podcast. P.S. What's up with my username? Great question. Twitter hates happy endings, ABC. Wow. Aggieland is a neighborhood in Needville, Texas. Yeah, it says you. And Aggie is a student at Texas A&M. Oh, think about that. I think about everything. Wow, pretty mm. good. Uh, folks, if you want to get into contact with us, you can go to weeklyplanetpod at Gmail, at Facebook, or Twitter, at Bandcamp. You can go to the Planet Broadcasting Grademates Facebook group. Ooh. You can go to the uh, Weekly Planet subreddit and Discord. You can have all sorts of fun conversations about Ooh. podcasts and pop culture. It's a delightful time over there. Uh, let's see um, if you want to follow some cool people on uh, Twitter. Do you? Yeah, maybe you do. Mm, um, well, you're out of bloody luck, but you can follow us. <laughs> ah. I'm a Wikipedia bound on Twitter, and I'm uh, Nick Mason on Instagram. James is Mr. Sunday Movies everywhere. But if you want to follow some people who uh, know what's going on, uh, you want to follow on Twitter, uh, Raw Collings. That's our pal Rob Collings. Damn. It is this podcast, does the socials, does These all sorts of stuff. extra long podcasts that are You can also follow him at The Weekly Planet. That's where you get all the updates. If you want to support the show, go to patreon.com slash Mr. Sunday Movies, chuck in a buck or an amount you would not miss, or uh. big time, big spender, go to bigsandwich.co. For nine US dollars per month, you get bonus podcasts, early videos, uh, at free feed, all sorts of stuff. Uh, it's a great time. Uh, if you want to buy some t-shirts, you go to tpublic.com. Search for the Weekly Planet. Thank you to the Brute and the Basilisk and Rackham for all that musical theme. Okay, that's interesting. And that's the whole show. Next week, a different thing. Different thing. Can't I mean, wait. Same great podcast. Same great good fun. Maybe everything that, that James Gunn and Peter Safran got announced got cancelled. Yeah. 
by next week. And we just walk it all back. We walk it all step back. Step by step. We say we wouldn't have liked it anyway. And we're <laughs> glad that it all We're glad. Camp. We're glad. Yeah. All Bring right. back the Snyderverse, we say. <laughs> That's what we say to each other. That's right. All right, everybody. Uh, thanks for listening. And uh, we'll, yeah, we'll see you next week. Have that jam, you guys. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. You know what I was thinking? What were you thinking? We, uh, people probably don't know this. What's this a little bonus for people. Yeah. We're talking about The Flash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Soon, soonish. Yeah. And uh, that suit from the 90s, so good. It's pretty good, isn't it's it? It's one of the best. It's really weird how good it is. Yeah. And they justify it in the show. They're like, yeah. this is. It's gotta- a sex suit. <laughs> a rubber sex suit because we know you like that. You're a weirdo. Yeah, that's true. He does. Yeah. I couldn't get over the complexion of John Wesley's ship, how good his skin is. Oh, my God. That. Everybody's so tanned and smooth. Going what happened after the 90s? Why do we all look like garbage now? Was it? Was, did cocaine like give him a little boost and then it all fell off? I don't Maybe. know. Yeah, burn bright and then yeah. like, I don't know. Anyway, talk about it. We're doing Shrek at the moment. Yeah, we're doing Shrek at the moment. That's we're doing true. Shrek fever. Yes. All right, bye. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.